Eventually the good girls make bad decisions Like fucking with the bad boys who fuck all the women And in somewhere there's a transition Turn the good girls into bad bitches But she would do it over if she had three wishes She is me One I wish I never fell in love Two I I wish I never fell for you All three yeah. I just have one more wish I go back And do it all over again Wish I had a time machine Baby, if I had a time machine I would hop inside my time machine and rearrange history Get rid of somebody's memories Anything that ain't serving me I wish I had a time machine Go back to when you lied to me Oh, I was so sad That's the day a good girl turned bad Tried to act like I ain't care but I was bothered Uh, sure I had it bad, you had me caught up It done turned me to a savage like Rihanna I put that on your father When the situation's so bad If you stay, it's disrespectful I thought I was special And that's why it was so hard For me to let go oh. And then somewhere there's a transition Turn the good girls into bad bitches But she would do it over If she had three wishes She Rocking with Dr. Monique on 
gotta get the head This is how they play when I be in the club with the 50 year old. Shout out to West 50 North over here, but don't see the turn pocket. Okay. Okay. Take me back to 04 people. What about a good piece? Child say LL Cool J had no hits since then, has he? <laughs> <laughs> Big Ellie. They ain't heard shit from them since then. Right. <laughs> yeah, they played the shit out of this down to 150 North in the club with the 50 and 60 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people took a bet real quick to 04. I told you I'm getting in preparation mode for my. 2000s birthday party, so I'm getting the playlist together. So I had to break it out one time for Big Ellie. Now we never called him no damn Big Ellie, so I don't know where he got that from. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he was always Todd Smith, Cools J. I don't know where Big Ellie came from. This the same question I thought he was referencing. Remember and Jaru and uh, J Lo on um, real remix. We thought when he said, what's my motherfucking name? I thought she was asking, are you Ellie? But we had to realize she's spelling R-U-L-E. So I don't know if he thought he was Big Ellie. I don't know. But anywho, people. Took a little throwback. I was 14. Monique was probably 24 or something like that. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> that was the... um. People, you don't stop anything, man. All right, Neil. You're going to make me more friend of Robin. From there to this and land, I'm gonna have to jump up on your ass and smack you on the hand. Oh my goodness, but um, I was as not you... triggered. Stop saying that. I was not triggered. Don't say yes. the word triggered. Keep on age shaming me. Don't see breakdown on IG. So, um, <laughs> hey, I did not have a fucking breakdown on Instagram. <laughs> oh my goodness as you can see people this is me it's your boy doc got monique on the other end as well <laughs> hello 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 to all my loves out there how are you guys doing out here tonight yes welcome to another episode of the fnl radio people um it is pie day it's 3 14 but by the time i hear this it's probably 3 15 but um so hopefully i got y'all 3 14 pieces over at 7 get sick for the 7-Eleven pizzas, just know the right now, and you get a free pizza for your um, friend. I don't know 7-Eleven was still selling pies. I mean, <laughs> pizza. Well, you know, I would say at your participating locations, because you know, be lazy as hell to put the pizza in the oven, so. Well, you know, that explains why they've been running commercials all day, that um, Walmart is selling a pizza flavor ice cream. Oh, no. Okay, now. Yeah, I've seen that um, all day today. Yeah, uh, Walmart, uh-uh, y'all fucking people stomachs up already. Piece of damn flavor ice cream. Mm-mm. Anyways, uh, y'all can have that, but 
happy pie day um, and whatnot. Um, and hopefully y'all been having a good week as well. Um, thank y'all for tuning into last week's last what week's a week episode. That started. It's just Monday. Well, you know, uh, I hope y'all have a good start to y'all damn week. <laughs> okay, you know, because I hate to go to work on Mondays. You know, I go to work on Friday before I go to work on a Monday. Can you everything in me not to call out today? <laughs> and I don't know why, because I stayed in bed all day long. I pretended to be sick <laughs> yesterday. So my husband and son keep running up and down the stairs, bringing me, <laughs> bringing me stuff. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> but um so oh goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you need a test? While you get here getting your two thousand playlist together, y'all might not be having no party if the results come back the other way. <laughs> uh I self test every day can I have enough test self self test myself so I'm good. If there's okay. um no no covert um virus around here. No bit wrong in these streets, as but hopefully y'all had a good weekend, a good last week and everything after our last show, which was super funny. So again, thank y'all for tuning in. Because of course you can find FNL Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeart, Pandora, and somewhere else. I'm and probably I can missing. Find the numbers where. <laughs> Um, I gotta find numbers myself because I lost the login for it. So I, okay. <laughs> I gotta find numbers my and damn self. I'm pretty self. sure if you had given me that login like I asked for about nine years ago when we first started this show, <laughs> I would be able to tell you what the numbers are doing. But again, I still don't have no access to nothing. But I digress. I, I do it for the culture, not for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which that is, um. Uh, Shit, has been. What year was that? I think Jaden was two when yeah, so I started. It's, so it's been eight years. He's eleven. Yeah, he's eleven now. He'll be twelve in September. Yes, people. So I do have to give a shout out to um, Monique. It's been um, eight years since we've been doing the show together. Um, I feel like twenty-eight, but after after that long snowstorm around the Hampton for an interview and. Um, <laughs> And I said, you know, for this snowstorm, I better hire her ass up here. So, well, hire it. I ain't got no check yet. I think you're using the word hire very loosely. <laughs> because if you hire me, I damn sure don't know nothing about it. Oh my goodness, I'm in tears. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for being part of FNL culture for the past eight years. I'm I'm giving you your flowers now, so you know um, you won't sue me for that either. So, um, <laughs> but as always, people, you can find me at Mr. Doc M R D O C on Twitter and M R underscore D O C on Instagram. Find Monique at Bad News Doll 1980 on, and that's Bad News with a Z. On, uh, <laughs> on Instagram at Cook Life nineteen eighty on Twitter as well. She hasn't been peddling, peddling her teeth yet. Um, Did I tell you my old pastor called me and said she saw me on Instagram? Okay, not popping your pastor Troy on Instagram. The pastor done saw Did you. Did I okay. tell you she called me last week? <laughs> <laughs> he said, 
doing the two step, the two short. And yes, she said, um, she said I had been meaning to call you. Uh, you not meaning. <laughs> no. Yeah, and she said, and that was on Instagram. Shout Mm-mm. out to Reverend Darcy Jeanette Brown. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I was on Instagram, and I saw a young lady that looked like you, and she oh. was at the refrigerator. And she was <laughs> jerking and gyrating, and the top of it said, had you do had your multivitamins <laughs> yeah, this morning. And she said, I look like Sister Monique. Okay. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. Yeah. I said, well, I do have a little side hustle on the side, just like you, just like any other pastors do. I said, I just oh. do have my little side hustle on the side. I sell a detox tea, and it also comes with a liquid multivitamin. And you might have saw me, um, you know, promoting the liquid uh, vitamin. So she said, yeah. Once I saw that, I just knew I had to call you. And okay. This was literally <laughs> last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, getting called by the pastor for. Okay, now, <laughs> not meaning to call you. Been on her mind. Okay. Lady standing at the refrigerator. The refrigerator was open. She looked like you, and she was shaking the jar, raving in the top of it. Said, "Have you had your multivitamin this morning?" She made it sound like, "Have you had your crack this morning?" Okay. And yeah, and you know that's what the top of my um my uh reels always say. Have yeah. You your, have you had your uh multivitamin this morning? We back at it again. Yeah. That Delta sweater probably gave it away that one video. <laughs> But yes, people, uh, money get on the number again so they can place the orders that they want. To. Yes, and please, if you guys are looking to detox, text detox that would be D E T O X to the number 804-252-3956. And I actually did pretty well last week. I think I, I, um, we don't use the term in the business. We don't use. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use the term we sold. We said we retailed. So I re- <laughs> I retailed four thirty packs of detox tea last week. Okay. And so the thirty count and the sixty count are my big money makers. So I did. And also a bottle of the liquid multivitamin as well. So I did pretty well last week. Okay. okay, okay, okay. All right. Now she's like Phaedra Parts back in the day on Real Housewives of Atlanta. She take payments in the parking lot in the envelopes and um do drop offs <laughs> as well. So well, yes, most of my customers they know where they can find me at uh, <laughs> on Brook Road <laughs> and on in the Walmart parking lot. I typically sell right over there by the electric uh okay. electric gas stations. Not the electric gas. Over there. Okay um, now. <laughs> Not by the Teslas. <laughs> yeah, by the electric gas pump. That's where they typically can find me. Oh my goodness. Um, but yes, people, that is um Monique and her business there as well, everyone. And then also too, um had to get some shout outs as well. So shout out to um Michael, my friend Michael. His birthday party was what night was that? That drove all the way out to the ocean front somewhere. That was Friday, I think. Now, is his, now, did you call him the Michael, as in Lakeith Stanfield, or was or is his name Lil Michael? No, no, his name was Michael. <laughs> oh, I thought you said shout out to Lil, Lil Michael. Uh-uh. Okay. 
No, Michael, uh, Michael Logan. So Michael was also on the shade room not too long ago because he was the one that put the uh, snowman up on the tree, uh, humping the tree, uh, snow bear, whatever. <laughs> so his birthday party, um, his extended birthday party was on Friday at this place. Now they had some good ass wings too, and some good drinks and some good hookah. It's called Fired Up. It's like all the way down in. Oceana area in Virginia Beach. Now you would think that you might get lynched out there or something, but it was deep out there. But it was actually a good area though. Um a good turnout and everything like that. The three sixty cameras, you know, every black occasion got um occasion now gotta have a three sixty camera there now. Um and it was it was a fun vibe, good times and everything like that. Um his birthday was actually last month, but he caught Big Rona. So the birthday party had to be extended to this month so shout out to michael on his birthday party everyone was there it was a good turnout and um also we talked about um timmy on the last week's show and his um home going service was on saturday so um again recipes to timmy beautiful service um you know everyone was there and it just told you too how he was just friends with everybody how he just touched everybody and was a light to everyone so so shout out to timmy there um rest in peace and yeah, so um and let and me then, give a shout out real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, go I ahead. Wanna, yeah, let me give a shout out to my girl Tamara. Um so on Saturday I attended an event, um attended an event that was here or an event as <laughs> as Tissa <laughs> would say, an event. Um my girlfriend um Tamara, she was in this event called um Chefs in the City. And Tamara, let me just put this shameless plug in. Um, she actually bakes, so she does all of your um, cakes and cupcakes, infused cake, infused with that good Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she does cupcakes, and she does like a strawberry crunch cupcake, a butter pecan, um, a lemon cupcake. Those are infused. Um, as well as your bunt cakes as well. And then she also does the uh, dip strawberries. So she was in this event on Saturday called Chefs in the City. And it was a cool, cool, cool event. So basically, um, it was Tamara, um, a couple other, you know, chefs in the city of Richmond. And there were some other bakers there as well. And so it was a big event. You could go in. Um, there was a ticket price. The ticket was only $10. And then you go in and you get to sample different foods. And then you could buy foods. And actually, shout out to the chef at um, Black Folks uh, Food because he did send me an invoice for seven dollars because mm. they did not have a, a square <laughs> reader, and so I did get one of their. Um, they had some brisket macaroni and cheese, which is actually really, really good. Mm. And I did not have any cash on me, and um, he sent me the little invoice over PayPal uh, for seven dollars, and I paid that. But that mac and cheese was really, really good. He also had a. Um, mac and cheese that was um a buffalo shrimp mac and cheese and then he had he actually called them um you know how you can get sangria flights mm-hmm. um then he called him a mac and cheese flight so you could get the brisket mac and cheese like i had you could get the buffalo shrimp mac and cheese and then there was another mac and cheese that actually had like quinoa and some other grains and vegetables on it so you could get the flight which was 15 dollars, or you could get the individual mac and cheese for seven um and so that um 
brisket mac and cheese was really really good i'm typically not a brisket person but it was really good and then i also had some seafood salad by um another (laughs) chef which was good and then the seafood gumbo um but i think when they have it again the next time i think i may instant myself now i'm not gonna be selling no detox tea (laughs) but i saw a lot of people um just selling like lemonades that were like in the pouches or whatever they almost look like capri sun pouches but they were bigger than a capri sun so i think i'm gonna make me some lemonade and you know infuse it with some mangoes and some peaches and some strawberries and um you know have different flavors and i think i'm gonna into into the um chefs in the city as well and be out there just selling some lemonade and whatnot okay okay it was was a cool event so tamara so if you guys are looking um for if you guys listening to the show and you live in the richmond area chesterfield area petersburg hopewell the surrounding counties um cravelicious cupcakes that is the name of tamara's business like i said she has those infused cupcakes for you guys um the actual infused butt cakes if you want something a little bigger and then if you just want to plan a sexy romantic evening night for your boo get you some dipped strawberries so tamara has all of that and more for you guys so shameless plug for tamara as well and then i met a young up-and-coming chef who just started out she gave me her card um, Reggie and I told her I would like to interview her, you know, for the show, you know, just kind of get her name out there. Um, you know, again, if I knew the numbers and knew what we were doing, <laughs> I would be able to tell her whether or not she we got a big following. <laughs> I said that her print on her card was small. So I'm going to have to blow it up with the magnifying glass. But she stated that she had kind of just started. But she said, you know, she showed some pictures. Um, She said she puts a lot of her stuff on TikTok as well. So, you know, she looks like she's doing her thing. So maybe we can get her on the show in the next couple of weeks and do an interview with her and let her, you know, market herself out there. But it was a great event, Chefs in the City. Um, So... Again, any of you guys that are listening and live in the Richmond area, and you guys want to participate um, in chefs, chefs in the city, or you all just want to come and enjoy some good food, some laughs, you know, hanging out, you know, with some real down to earth people, just check their website out and see when the next event is. Okay, okay, yes, yes, and that definitely sounds good. That brisket macaroni and cheese sounds good too. Uh, y'all know I'm, I'm still on that right now until April 14th, so <clears throat> just strictly seafood and chicken and poach and turkey. So, um, I, I definitely miss the red meat at this point, but I'm surviving, I'm not taking no breaks on the Fridays, and I'm, I'm going strong, and I can tell a difference in my weight, so I, um, I'm sticking through with the Lent diet for um, until April 14th because I do want some pepperoni pizza. I had to sell for veggie pizza the other day. So, um, what kind of pizza? Veggie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little green pepper and mushrooms and all that other stuff. You made it. No, Chanello's made it. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, if I eat Chanello's, it is for that uh, steak and cheese pizza. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I don't dare not one around here when I lived in Short Pump. Um, right after <laughs> I had Jane, I used to order one every single <laughs> every single day after I would put him to sleep. You know when he was a 
newborn and I would put him down for the night about 7 30. <laughs> I would after I made sure he was good asleep in the crib or in his bassinet. I would order that pizza every night. <laughs> yeah, so that I've definitely been on my veggie pizza um lately. Um real quick too though, if you're in the seven five seven area, do I have to remind you all that starting the beginning of next month, um there'll be no more seven five seven numbers. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so now the new area code um for the seven five seven or for the new numbers that's coming in the area now is going to be area code nine four eight. Oh no! I don't even know if I can ever get used to that. I still know my old home number seven five seven two four four six seven one seven. That was my home number until literally I had to move my mom up here you know once she once her dementia got really really bad Mm -hmm. and then when I moved her out of the house you know and I cut you know like the phone off and stuff like that because there's no one there but Mm -hmm. literally that had been my phone number like oh my god that had always been our phone (laughs) number 757 and I um used to like after she passed I used to call it you know like every now and then I don't know why because it was off (laughs) <laughs> but I, <just> <laughs> I remembered mm-hmm. and then um I would give that number out as well like if I especially when I was in a social worker and it was a family member getting on my nerves <laughs> and they wanted my phone number so they can get in touch with me mm-hmm. I would give them that number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh yes a, 757 has been a part of my life for almost 42 years yes yes and apparently um it was uh, split off from area code 804 back in 96 when 804 was this area code and then they switched it to 757 when those numbers started running out and apparently the 804 number is still in existence so you know well, 757 will be no more hmm. yes yeah, so and now it's going to be area code 948 and I know Verizon because uh, that's my work phone you have to start down the area code now in order to connect to anyone to 757 Okay, and that starts on wow. April 8th. Yeah, I remember um, when I went to Longwood um, my first year, my uh, freshman year, they were 804. Farmville had an 804 area code. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say like by my sophomore year, um, they switched to 434. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but oh my gosh, I still cannot believe that. At 757, area code has been a part of my life literally for almost 42 years and then you know people ask you where you from from the south 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 south. yeah like that's the oh that's the stamp for the area so we, we shall see how that's going to play out now but you know it's, it's kind of like philly too you know it's 215 but then they had a 267 area code after the the overlaying after running out the numbers and stuff so you know we still say from the 215 so it's it's that same oh, thing yeah. just people just gotta get used to it here now Yes, and so nine four eight. Everybody, new area code. So you got some new numbers, new phone services, new plans coming up. That's going to be a new area code. No, ten five seven. So, yes, yes. So now, um, moving on real quick. So do us get some rest in peace shout outs now. Literally after we did the show last week, um, his name is Johnny Brown, but y'all know him as Buffalo Butt or Bookman from Good Times. Uh, he was a act. Uh, like I told you, was most famous for playing his role, um, Nathan Bookman, the superintendent on Good Times. Um, he passed away on last Saturday on the 2nd. Was that Saturday? 
Or, um, oh, no, that was Thursday. That was Thursday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. The Wednesday before last. He passed away. And he was 84 years old. Yeah, he was 84 years old. Passed away in L.A. Um, he had just clapped shortly after leaving the Dodgers appointment um, for getting his pacemaker check and pronounced dead at the hospital following that. Yeah, so rest in peace to Johnny Brown, Mr. A.K.A. Buffalo Butt, Mr. Bookman. Like Reggie said, he was best known for his um, role as the what the superintendent or the janitor, the maintenance guy, uh, you know, in J.J. and them in Florida and James and them projects in mm-hmm. Valona. So you guys know his, he, they, they were the first Martin and Pam. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, <clears throat> Definitely, like uh, Reggie said, he was actually. This is a little known fact. I didn't know this. He actually was a musician as well. Yeah, he was on Columbia Records, had whole albums and everything. So that's why we hear his Louis Armstrong uh, impressions when he would be on Good Times. You know, it started to make sense. I think they performing the um perform the um talent show that one episode when they're trying to raise rent money for Catwoman, who's in the cat food. He did. Yeah. He did. <clears throat> so, again, he was, you know, one of those all-around performers. And you didn't really hear much about him lately, you know, in the past several years. But, you know, he definitely will be missed because he is part of, you know, American history, basically. So, rest in peace to Johnny yeah, Brown. He played, um, he played, he was on Good Times from 1974 to 1975. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. From 1974 to 1979. I'm sorry about mm. that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he had some other things as well. Um, he was really good friends with Red Fox <clears throat> as well. So he had a few stints um, on the Red Fox show. Mm-hmm. Um, he played on... What else did he play on? Um, like, he had a little, like, Cameos you know, here and there. Yeah, I guess, guess, guess the parents he made some mm-hmm. appearances. So he lived a long life, a long life. So yes, definitely, definitely. So definitely, uh, donations to his um, family. Uh, and someone who passed away that took us by surprise <clears throat> uh, was Tracy Braxton. So y'all know him on FNL. You know the Braxton family. Braxton family's values. Always talked about them on the show. Tracy always showed love too because she was just that one. She was the underdog, and she was the one we always wanted to see. When even though, you know, her sisters didn't, you know, they riled her up sometimes. Basically, y'all saw the show. See it for her, yeah. She was definitely the black sheep of the family, and it still just seems very surreal because it's almost like you know you're losing a a home girl or even your own auntie or your own sister um tracy you guys know i've said it many many times on the show she was my favorite braxton but the news hit the internet on this past saturday Mm -hmm. apparently um her husband (laughs) kevin made a statement um she did uh pass away from cancer she had um cancer of the esophagus which Mm -hmm. is also known as throat cancer and apparently she had been battling that privately over the last year now it doesn't necessarily state whether or not um when they detected it if it was in its um late stages Mm -hmm. um or 
she just had a really, really progressive form. Um, it is uh, esophageal cancer is a very rare form. Mm-hmm. Typically, once it's detected, typically they do detect it in its late stages. But, you know, her son also came out and made a statement and basically stated, you know, that she was a trooper when she told him that she had been diagnosed with cancer. She stated that she was going to fight you know, as long as she could, she was going to fight to the day she died. And he stated that she did just that. You guys know um, she has a husband, um, Kevin, and then her son, Kevin Jr. Mm-hmm. And then she also has a grandson. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hadn't really seen much of her over the last year. Yeah. And then her son got married. And then she, I guess someone posted on Instagram, there was a picture of her, her son, um, her new daughter-in-law, the her grandson and then her husband and Tracy appeared to be very thin. Some mm-hmm. people thought that, you know, she was maybe just, you know, had changed up her diet, yeah. changed up her exercise uh, regimen, that type of thing. But, you know, come to find out she was really sick. So mm-hmm. definitely fly high, Tracy. We definitely gonna miss you. Rest in peace. And I know I was, uh, um, remember when she first came out with her first single, Last Call, um, mm-hmm. She used to call all of her fans and her followers Trey Bird. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely a Trey Bird from day one. So again, it just seems very, very surreal. It just seems like I lost one of my favorite aunties, a homegirl. She was just that person that was really, really real. So definitely, you know, keep the Braxton's in your thoughts and your prayers. And mm-hmm. Tracy is definitely going to be missed. Definitely, like like you said, like she was definitely gave you straight up DMV. So you just felt at home with her, like straight Baltimore, like get some crabs out and crack them up and get some beers and stuff like that. Like you, you, Mm -hmm. and then uh, she was just fifty years old. She would have been turned fifty one on she another one on April second. Yeah, so that's why you know always related her that way too. So definitely she will be missed. Uh, Again, condolences to her family, um, her husband, her son, and everyone else. So. Yes, definitely still, you know, a hard one there. So now let's get into the show, everybody. So um, gas prices, too. Now, these gas prices. So I hope y'all been doing good with these gas prices. It's like it's coming down a little teeny bit by like 10 cents or so. That's well, what I've seen. Pay, I paid four twenty nine this morning. So I don't know how much gas is back at home. But I did pay four twenty nine this morning, so I want to say I probably gassed up sometime last week, and I paid like four twenty, so it went up nine cents from the last time I got gas until this morning. But they are trying to Washington Day. The governor he is trying to put something in place where um the actual stores are not allowed, the gas stations are not allowed to price out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, like you said, you know, all of this is because of the war. Uh-huh. All of this is because of the war. So hopefully, we should start seeing these prices go down um, within the next month or so. They were stating that if they don't go down, they could get up to as high as $10 a gallon by the time June hits. So, you know, I am praying... Oof. And my Jesus, that that does not happen. Um, but again, hopefully, you know, because of this war, hopefully this war will end soon. The price of oil will go down, and then this will stop this whole increase in the gas prices. 
at this point, let me get a lime scooter. Let me get a razor scooter. Let me get a um a bicycle. Let me get a what's the bicycle? I forgot the name of the bikes now. Huffy. Let me get a Huffy bike. <laughs> well, but you know, niggas don't be niggas because you know they say in Atlanta, y'all down there drilling holes <laughs> on the people's cars, drilling holes in people's cars, siphoning gas, gas, gas like back in the day. You cannot do that. Then you cannot act like niggas <laughs> all the damn time. <laughs> Yes, because if you act like a nigga, you're gonna be like Jesse Smollett now. Jesse Smollett people. And you guys, oh, and I meant to say, guys, if you guys are listening to the show, let us know how much gas is where you live. Yes, let because, us know what you guys are paying. Um, how much you guys are paying per gallon? Yes, because um, I'd be hurt at the gas thing, looking at the numbers going up like it's going. But you know, it is what it is. Use my three cent discount at Kroger when I can. Or my um seven eleven discount when I have to. You know, I try I try to save a little three cent here and there. But um Jesse Smollett people. Now y'all know we've been talking about Jesse Smollett on the show for how this shit been going on for like three years. Yeah, it's been going on for a number of years. Yeah, remember when we first talked about it on the show, people, I remember like it was yesterday. I said questions and concerns. We both did. Cause trying to figure why the hell you had to step away at like two in the morning or something in the snow, getting this cold cut or BLT, whatever you're getting, and then got talking about eat fresh, right? <laughs> you're gonna be eating fresh in prison now, but um, then you know, well, not so fresh, but anyway, so I mean, we, we had questions and concerns at that point, and he made everyone try to believe that okay, he got beat up by these Nigerian or these white dudes before we thought it was not the Nigerians. Shout out to my um country, um by affiliation of my mother, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the whole thing where he got tied with the noose, or they tried to put the noose around, but it got poor bleach on him. He had this cut on his forehead, make you know, it then wasn't answering the police questions though. So it's all that going on, and we just trying to figure out, okay, do we believe him because he's black and he gay, and then that's like a double whammy. So it's like, okay, you know. As black people, we got to stick with each other sometimes. So we kind of gave it a little support a little bit when we thought it was true. Then once all the stuff started coming out, we doing rehearsal footage and like this a damn stage play. And then he was sleeping with the Nigerian dude and they yeah, doing I'm Marley not sure if Daniels. Yeah, I'm not sure if Lee Daniels wrote this script for you. Right. Um, you know, Journey Smollett wrote this script for you. <laughs> but yeah, this was a bunch of foolishness. Yes. So this was a fuckery at its finest is basically what it was. Exactly. Um, and the two brothers actually were the ones that kind of came out and stated that um, basically it was nothing but a hoax. They came up with this plan um, no one still to this day understands why. Like, right. what was this about? Why? Yeah, because they were calling Candy Camera, getting the stuff from the store, from the Ace Hardwood store. They were calling Candy Camera on the streets doing the rehearsal footage. <laughs> and then apparently, you know, he had had a relationship with these two brothers for a long time. They actually had been supplying him those um the Whitney as he liked to call it. Yes, yes. So they nippy. had been supplying yeah, they had been <laughs> supplying him drugs um for quite some time. So again, no one understands why. Um but now bring you guys back up to current it was uh-huh. um what last week um his sentencing. He had his mm-hmm. sentencing. So he has been sentenced to 150 days in prison. 
Yeah. Or is it jail? In jail. Uh huh. Jail. So, um, you know, when you do the math on that, that's five months. So I'm not sure, you know, if he's gonna do the whole five months. I'm thinking he may get out for good behavior or whatever the case may be. But you know, you even came to the courthouse acting the whole fool. They said you were several hours late. Then you bust a ninety-two-year old grandmother with you to the. <laughs> for what reason we still don't know none of that then you know right before they was getting ready to let you go you start hollering out that you don't need to be in a cycle or you're not crazy this that and the third so girl I, I don't know what to say about you Miss Jessie just go ahead and do them five months hang on in there sis now what do you think is going to happen um, with his career what, what, what do you think is going to happen so, so he, um, like you say, he had to basically five months in jail. But then also has to pay one hundred twenty thousand in restitution to Chicago for wasting their damn time, and then another twenty five thousand dollar fine as well. So, as far as work is concerned, you know, Lee Daniels always going to have a spot in his bed for him, or maybe Talisha Perry might have a, you know, give him a second chance program type of situation in one of the movies on Netflix soon. But he pretty much just ruined everything he had that he could have had going for him like he was he was right there he had a number one show and he was right there like yeah he had an album they were playing his singles religiously on Sirius XM um heart and soul yeah Yeah. all the time so again no one understands what was the purpose of this because he was doing very good on Empire he had been on the show since season one they had what how many runs um five yeah, so yeah, he, you know you did better than some of them other shows out there. So yeah. I don't, you know, no one understands. You know, you weren't hurting for anything. You didn't need anything. So what was the purpose of any of this? Yeah, to be um, greedy. So you know, again, like you said, I'm not sure what's gonna what's gonna happen with his career after the fact. Like you said, you know. Tyler Perry may have some sympathy on him and may have a little empathy for him and try to get him back working again, but I'm not sure, you know, if, if he's one to mess with because you see he can't be trusted. He don't know what to do with himself. You know, listen, my mom always told me an idle mind <laughs> is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you know, Jesse, like you said, was out there cutting up in court, so he went on this whole little little situation at the sentencing saying, I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go to in there, you must all know that. So here's what he had to say when his at the sentencing with his um bottle of Rite Aid water. <laughs> I am not suicidal. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. Make a little sense. I guess he's trying to say that he ain't trying to be Sandra Bland in there. So I mean, I, I just did it, but you know, 
Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, he's trying to say, you know, he has all of these factors weighing against him. So if something happens in there, just know that he didn't do it to himself. And I and I mean, I get that I've just never seen it perform that way. At all. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do get it. But then I read something that's stating that his brother... One of them other smallettes is saying yeah. he's being held in the psych ward. Yeah. I guess because of that outburst. Yeah, he's in the psych ward. Uh huh. Um, and he also said, "Who was this? Uh, Jacqui? You know, they got J names. Uh, I guess his name is Jacqui." Uh, said in the video post on Instagram, "What's very concerning is that there was a note attached to his paperwork today and put on the front of his jail cell saying that he's at risk for self harm." He's also added, I want to just make it clear to folks that he is in no way, shape, or form at risk of self-harm, and he wants to let folks know that he's very stable, he's very strong, he's very healthy, and ready to take on the challenge that ultimately has been put up against him. Now, do you think he's going to make it to five months? <laughs> Look, now, looking at the history, because this is Cook County Jail, remember, Robert Sylvester was in Cook County Jail. <laughs> Remember, he started cutting up in Cook County jails, making all these claims oh, boy, that... Yeah, I don't know if they put something in the food or what down yeah. there. And, yeah, I mean, and again, like I said, I get why he said what he said, you know, because he got a whole lot of dogs and stacked up against him. You know, yes. you're black, you're a male, you know, you're part of the, LGB, the LGBTQIA community, so I understand all of that. Um, you know, I just again, but you gotta remember when you do stupid things, when you, you play get, stupid games, you want stupid, stupid prizes. Exactly. So, and now Taraji P. Henson is speaking out now. The whole time she needs to be focusing on her role in the color purple that she got coming up, as well as pushing her line over at the Target stores. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this um where she talked about free help. Yeah. And, okay. But the, she the same one ain't really wanna have nothing to do with her. <clears throat> Right. <laughs> Everything went down. Exactly. Yeah, everybody pretty much disassociated themselves, you know. So, I don't know. I guess she states that she feels like, you know, I guess the sentencing was rather excessive. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, y'all might be mixed with a little something, but at the end of the day, you is still a nigga. Right. And they're going to always, you know, make an example out of the nigga. That's yes. why, you know. So, like, again, you got to be careful of the things that you do, because she is comparing, I guess, his sentences to, to Emmett that Till. of Emmett Till. Now, yeah, I, I know that you not wanted to, Yeah, because I, I know, know that you wanted to produce um, that <laughs> produce yeah. the Emmett Till documentary yes. movie, um, you know, docuseries, or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm not sure how this is, you know, how this can be compared to that. Right. Um. It's like, but do you really know the story of Emmett Till? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure how you can compare the two. Like you said, if I was you, I would go to get with Taja. Because you see what she did the last time. Make sure Taja is on track to show up and, and do what she's supposed to do. Because you know how Oprah said she acted the last time she was in a production of The Color Purple. So y'all want to get together, rehearse your lines. Make sure she can read. And, yeah, and be prepared <laughs> and let this one lead us with the Benjamin Crow. Yes, like <laughs> don't even yeah, don't even speak on this. Like you just mind your business. Yeah, lead us on the Benjamin Crump, okay? Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, we he could have they could have given the three years, and the judge was even like, "Look, I know you're on some fuck shit. You lucky you got this sentence because you they would have gave you three years, so you better get what you got." 
But she was like, you wasted my time, you wasted our time. You was wasting time yeah, for everybody. Yeah, they didn't even send you to prison. They sent you to jail. Yeah, so be lucky with that. And if you got to play crazy, or if you, I don't know what you're trying to do. At this point, you're just a liar. So like it I don't said, I do, I, you know, I do, I do get it. I still don't understand why you showed up late and brought your 92 year old grandma with you. I guess you thought the judge was, was going to have some sympathy, but um, you see, that didn't happen. But again, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. You know, are we going to pray for Jesse? What are we going to do for Jesse? I'm not wasting a prayer on him. Um, okay. <laughs> As a minister, I, prayers are numbered, and I'm numbering the hit prayer for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone that may need some prayers, though, Royce Reed. So we haven't heard from Royce Reed. Last time I heard from her was she was popping her past Detroit Susie. on Basketball Wives. Well, yeah, since her and Susie was there, they're trying to fight everybody yes. with Mamie Royce. <laughs> oh, was, she, was she on season? I know she was on season one. Did she make it back to her second season? She was, I think because that's when Tammy came on, and that's when her, her and Tammy kept getting into it, too. So she was on season two. <laughs> so, um, I just remember who somebody she was trying to fight. <laughs> And they had to jack her up and drag her out and drag her out the restaurant. And she was looking all crazy. Yes. And she was laughing. Yeah. That's the only thing. But yeah, yeah, so she is um let's see, she this story broke Friday. Yes. Um, I believe. So apparently you guys know Royce Reed from basketball wise. Um she's the one that actually was a dancer mm-hmm. and then she had to sign by Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. So the story goes something along the lines. I'm just going to tell you the way I understand it. So apparently she has this son um, by Dwight Howard. I think this little boy is 14. He's a teenager. He's either 13 or 14. But apparently he has some sexual deviant behaviors. And so he had actually um, been kicked out of, and I'm pretty sure she had him in a private school. Mm -hmm. Um. She had actually been, he had actually been kicked out of private school because there was a situation that occurred with him and a young lady. And Royce was actually in the process of trying to beg the school to allow him to come back into the school. She was trying to beg the school system to allow him to come re enter um, back into the school. So apparently, she this the order was. Now, I'm not sure if he had some devi- some sexual deviant behaviors with, you know, bo- um, children of the same sex, but I know there was an issue with him and a little girl, mm-hmm. but he was ordered that he could not be, um, be around children two years, children, he could only be with children that were his, in his age range, and no children, two years what they had to be two years younger than him. Mm -hmm. Any children that were two years younger than him, he had to be under adult supervision Mm -hmm. when he was interacting with these children. So apparently Royce has his boyfriend and I want to say this boyfriend has two sons, if I'm not mistaken. One was six and I think the other son was like 10 Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And I could be this second son that's 10 years old all this could be my imagination but apparently Royce's son had been doing some um, predatory things if you will to the boyfriend's um, 
son. Mm-hmm. And apparently he would do these things and tell the little boy, you know, you have to do these things when you make me mad. So some of these predatory things included, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving fellatio, um, you know, hand jobs, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And the little boy um, told his dad and his mom and so, um, I think Royce confronted the little boy. Um, he was also seeking some type of counseling that was part of this court order. And so, Royce had to tell the counselor, and then the counselor, by obligation, had to report it to Child and Family Services. And mm-hmm. so, because her son is a minor, she was charged with neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of the things um, that her son had been doing. And then when they actually came and investigated, they did ask her and the boyfriend, you know, where you are providing supervision. Mm-hmm. And she did admit to the fact that there were times where they all may have been in the same house, but he was, her son was left alone with mm-hmm. the boyfriend's son. Um, so, you know, that's the whole neglect part of it. So, yeah, I hope I, I think I summed it up in a nutshell. Pretty much, pretty much. And, um, again, she was charged with third degree felony of neglect of a child by the Orange County Sheriff's um, Office in Florida. Um, and again, like you said, it's then from the inappropriate sexual conduct that her son Braylon had, uh, who's 14 years old with her boyfriend's son. And, so Rose uh, came out on her IG stories um, following the arrest and said that I shouldn't even have to deal with this, deal with or address this. She said, one, I did not get arrested. I turned myself in because I had to. Two, talk to my attorney. As for the picture, I was scared of shit and was crying like a baby the whole time. I'm not about that life, but I did it and we're going to get through this. And so that was, she was talking about her mugshot because she, her mugshot came out as well. Um yeah, I um, it's it's very disturbing because you know anything that's dealing with sexual abuse when it comes to kids is very disturbing on so many levels. But when it's like a child who's in that type of st- space where other kids, you know, it's kind of like you got to really deep this psyche of why your child is doing this. Cause remember, then his her son come out like a few years ago online or saying that he hate Dwight Howard, his own father. It was like real loud yeah. about it. So. Yeah. And then I would say, and I'm not sure how long ago this was, I do remember her. Um, we were stating that we hadn't heard from her since basketball wise. But I do remember her putting out some things on social media as well. Stating, you know, imagine your son just wanting to, um, you know, spend time with you. You're in town for, I guess, this all-star game or whatever. Your son is thinking that it's him. You know, what did I do to my father? What did I do to deserve, you know, him not to like me or love me? That type of thing. I just want to spend time with him. That was, I can't remember if that was maybe about a year ago. I remember her being on social media talking about that so they have mm-hmm. you know always had this kind of a strange relationship I mean because she talked about on Basketball Wives how Dwight Howard basically didn't want to have anything to do with that little boy right and then even this is back in 2014 so I just put this one other story how 
he was fighting for full custody of Raylan at the time because he was claiming that um, Royce was having sexual relations with anybody and everybody and throwing out the house and that he was, you know, witnessing all these different men coming out of her room and stuff like that and uh, exposed to these sets as multiple men on different occasions. And Royce, of course, said that's not true, that, you know, it's bullshit and that she don't have men end up of her home and that she's never exposed Braylon to sets. Um... And then she said there was a trip to Hooters and that they was at a party for Braylon at the bounce house earlier in the day and that Reed and her son stopped at Hooters on to grab some food. So now when you bring this full circle again, now with him doing all this sets or having these sets thoughts to where he's, you know, being like how he is, is make you think that he was he exposed to something at that time when he was seven years old because it got to come from somewhere. Like, of course... You could blame TV, you could blame the internet, blah, 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 but they got to learn it somewhere at, at home yeah, to. Talent. This little boy, you know, you have to do these things. If you, you make, make me, me mad. mad. Yeah. yeah that's... that's very triggering and very, and something's very wrong with that. So I hope that young boy gets the help that he needs because that's definitely some serious stuff there. And he's going to hurt someone for real if you don't get that checked out. So, um, we we shall see how this pans out, but it's definitely huh, definitely something crazy. So we, Yeah, we'll and so we definitely, you know, hope that, you know, voice you know, her son Braylon, mm-hmm. uh her and Dwight Howard, I should say, you know, hope they help this little boy and he gets the the serious help that he needs. Um, you know, and you guys can get down to the root of what is causing, you know, these issues. Um, with him, very sad. It, it really is sad. So we want to see how that pans out. Um, move on though. So um, Chris Brown. So we haven't had to really talk about Chris Brown lately, like we used to back in the day. Like we, we used to. Haven't. He's actually been laying low, being the father. Keeping, yeah, keeping his hands on himself. Yes. Uh, <laughs> have been on saying, "Look what I can do with a knife and stuff like that." So he's been doing good. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's growing up. Yes, he, I think he is. Chris Brown thirty. He is. If I'm thirty one, great turn thirty two. I think he's great turn thirty three or thirty four this year. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he's been very mature lately. But you know, people try him here and there as far as allegations. So there was this young woman, um, who's a professional dancer who claimed that he raped her on Diddy's yacht, like last year or something at the party. Yeah, Diddy had a yacht party. Yeah. And um she states that Chris Brown um took her to one of the rooms or something. Mm-hmm. And um basically she stated that he Bill Cosby her. Basically yeah. is is what how the story goes that you know they went back and they went to this room um on this yacht. He basically made her a drink. And then, you know, gave her some pills and she took the pills and then she basically started to um, become disoriented. She Then he gave her another drink, gave her some more pills and basically to the point where she was, you know, falling asleep and she was losing in and out of consciousness, that type of thing. And, um, you know, she states that he R-A-P-E-D'd her. So. Mm-hmm. And so that's where 
the all that came into play again she was saying that um they had conversations about discussing her music career you know she's a dancer and stuff like that um and then he allegedly filled um they call her Jane Doe because she had her identity has been released. Um, that he feels something in her cup, and that she became quote unquote disoriented, physically unstable, and started falling out of sleep. Of course, her lawsuit because she tried to sue him for twenty million dollars, and then that led Jane Doe down the hallway to a bathroom where he allegedly closed the door, blocked her from leaving the room, um, ejaculated in her. And said he was done and told her to yeah, that her, her to take a, to plan, get a B. plan B. Yeah, and demanded that she get a plan B. Yes, but now Chris had the receipts because the woman she did, uh, then her lawyers quit. Yeah, her lawyers uh, dropped her. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the attorneys that were representing her, basically. Um, let me see if I can pull these. Um, let me see if I can. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, he released um these text messages yeah where she was stating um one minute hold on this is uh yeah because he had a whole gang of well someone really started receipts of the text messages and it's all been going on since 2020 basically yeah so these were the text messages that she sent chris brown basically she stated that she was missing him mm-hmm. um she told him that you were honestly the best dick i've had uh, laugh out loud. I just wanted again. Why are you playing with me? Because apparently he would not respond to her. Then she left. It sounds like um, it looks like a 22 second voicemail message, probably mm-hmm. just kind of reiterating the same things. I yeah. to click on the play button, but not simple play. Um, and then, um, I guess, you know, again, she got very upset and then stated to him, you knew full well I wasn't pressing you about no dick. You told me to stay and then going to try to play me. Now that's crazy. I didn't deserve that. But you definitely got it. So um, he did release these. Yes. And baby girl, as you can see, Chris wasn't responding. Like last time Chris responded to a test message from her was January 13th. From January up until the last message she sent, which was like June of twenty twenty or August twenty twenty one, she basically been thirsty. She's like, "What you doing? Can I come over?" She sent him happy birthday messages. She said, "Where's your skate party tonight?" No responses. Will I ever be able to see you again? No response. Sending pictures and um, saying I'm missing you. You were honestly like you said the best thing I ever had. Why you playing with me? Um, and then that's on June on Thursday, August twenty sixth. And then and, I actually was able to play this message, but go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, and then she was saying uh, at eight fifty eight in the morning, you knew you knew full well I wasn't pressing you about no um, dick. You told me to stay, and then going to try to play me. Nah, that's crazy. I didn't deserve that, but you definitely got it. But bitch, you look okay. But you're the crazy one. But you, well, you got the uh, the voice memo. Yeah, let me see if I go back and play it. Um. And she was I just played it and Kanye West came up for whatever reason. Um and basically it was basically what um I just said she was, you know, basically stating that, you know, you trying to play me, 
um pretty much you're sitting up here ignoring me that type of thing mm-hmm. um you know i just miss you i you know want to fuck you again that type of thing yeah. so yeah this this young lady definitely got some issues so chris brown just wants you niggas to know that you guys cannot drag him anymore through the mud um he says clearly you can all see now this is a little blue baseball hat what does that mean this emoji no cap. <laughs> okay. So um now let's see. Now let's see if the okay, that's the shame. Now let's see if the media will keep that same energy they had trying to destroy me to run the real story. Me and my team are taking legal action on this situation. You don't play with people lives like that. Thanks, Team Breezy. So um so basically, um, and I got this story from TMZ. They spoke to the accuser's lawyer, Arielle Mitchell, and she confirmed the woman sent Chris a text in the voicemail. Uh, Ms. Mitchell told TMZ that she was withdrawing from the case because she says the woman had not informed her about the text messages. And so this is the other thing I don't understand. So you would represent this girl. You ain't said a girl that you can't have <laughs> no contact with him. Like you never advised her not to have any contact with him. Exactly. This is one of my favorite parts, retainers. Who, who prepaid legal is this? I, yeah, I could have <laughs> represented you. You could have paid me to retire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't understand none of this, but again, this is one of those things, honey. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So, you know, again, you probably should have just picked that plan B and left his ass the entire fuck alone. And if he wanted to fuck you again, he would have called you. Right. And so again, this is it looks bad too, because again, we it's a lot of rape that really do go on. And so now it's people again people who really go through it and you're out here making a mockery of it just for some money or just because you didn't get Chris Brown DNA. Yeah, your career them yeah, and it sounds like also your career them pop off the way you wanted to pop off. I don't know if he promised you, you know, something out of this deal like he was gonna have you dancing for him or mm-hmm. you were gonna be back here dancing for Meg the Stallion and these other people you know, it sounds like, you know, you're just a little saucy because your career didn't pop off the way you wanted it to pop off. Sounds like maybe, I don't know if, if you took it as if he was making you some promises, he told you some things that you wanted to hear, and then you didn't get what you wanted, and so then you told this lie, mm-hmm. and you sued him for $20 million. So Yes. And like you said, she's still Jane Doe right now, but I feel like someone's going to leak her name, and that's definitely going to put a stain on you in the industry now you're trying to really get off because People gonna know who you are. Like even if Chris know who you are, they gonna he gonna tell someone, okay, this is who she is, because she did this. People gonna know about your situation yeah, you now. Better tell Trey Song because you know they let us sure. use him a rape too, so he gonna be mad. Look, but yeah, Tremaine still been um, ducking the hiding at these last <laughs> allegations. He always got some allegations up his sleeve. Remember they said yeah, the, um, one like girl yanked them off the stage or something at the Granby Theater. <laughs> So, you know, Tremaine Neverson out of Petersburg by the railroad tracks um, with Dollar in the Dream. <laughs> we just, we don't know what's been going on, Tremaine, but we haven't heard from you while you've been quiet right now. So, we, we shall see if anything comes up, back up with that soon. Now, someone who I, I'm surprised haven't had no allegations against them is Mr. Stevie J. So, Stevie J, old ass, 
um was on W um 93.9, I believe it is, out in DC. Um let me see, let me get the station. Not yet, yeah, 93.9 WKYS. Shout out to them. Um Leah Henry did an interview with Stevie J. Um, because Stevie J had an episode of Unsung, I mean Uncensored on I TV one. That aired yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she just interviewed him, you know, getting preparation to promote the his episode and stuff like that and also give him his flowers as a producer and stuff like that and get his take on, you know, like we mentioned last week how Puffy don't give a fuck about people's mental health, but he is talking about, um, I'm gonna tell you about Puffy, his little Instagram post in a little bit too, but um, Stevie J did an interview with um, Leah Henry and shout out to her because she got a real professional, but Stevie um, Jordan was in the interview getting some hair, everybody. So here's where you can hear a little bit of the interview here. I know what I said. Yeah. I know what I said. Yes. So I want to talk about it because it was really good. And I was I was happy that you addressed a lot of um well honestly you addressed everything. I, I really appreciate the fact that you, you know, decided to do that. So in the very beginning, speaking of re- So he basically told Baby Girl in the beginning of the video, get, come give me some head and motion some girl over. But then in the interview, too, if you watch the full interview on YouTube, he's flashing his Faith Evans tattoo from the uh, Keep the Faith album cover, talking about still calling him his wife. But aren't you falling for divorce and say that uh, Faith out here uh, in these streets? Pulling the you on you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that's how he allegedly, she whipped whipped his ass. Yeah. But, now listen, um, I have um, been listening to a couple people couple different YouTubers and they have been talking about this story as well so like you said the young lady she did keep her all the way professional while he was getting a professional yes now you tell me what you think Reggie so you know some people stated that when basically this interview started and she saw him up there with no shirt on laying in the bed she should have put the pause on him right then and stated you know we're not gonna do this interview until you go put some goddamn clothes on and you sit in the chair like you have some sense and talk to me um you know I just feel like you know why would you allow him to disrespect you like that exactly um, so I know she addressed, um, you know, addressing on social media, stating that, you know, you needed to listen to the whole interview. She was going to address it. I don't know. Um, I can't remember when and where, but she stated that she was going to address it, you know, since so many people had, you know, so many different things to say about it. And I kind of feel this the same way, you know, she did have a job that needed to be done. But the fact that, you know, you would even have, um, you know, begun this interview a, with him not having on the shirt, him laying in the bed, and then... Um, to kind of know because I think she saw like the the woman's hands because I think she even addressed it during the interview like what are you over there doing what's going on and mm-hmm. the fact that you know you will continue this interview you're trying to have a serious interview and a serious moment with him just shows you know how much respect that he has for you right during women's inter- um now women's, women's international, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I you know I, I don't I don't get it. Um and you know, again, you know, I guess the flip side to that is she got what she wanted. Is is the interview gonna pick up a lot of traction? Right. So it you is. got your bait, you got your click now. Yes, and you guys know that Stevie J would do anything for a moment. 
Um, and that's what this was. Right. Like you said, you know, you get some hair from this lady, but you flashing your face out there. Yeah. So, none of that makes sense. And so, drunk again, or high, whatever you are in the video, but it's still like, yo, you, you too. Like you were somebody's granddaddy. Yeah, you're a whole grandpa. You're a grandpappy out here. Getting, like, just, and you have daughters, a bunch of daughters. Yeah. Well, if uh, well, you don't you watch growing up hip hop, but it's daughter Savannah now. The way they were talking about on last season, she getting uh, money from a sugar daddy, apparently. So Well, and know. again, I mean, and I know Jocelyn Hernandez gonna be probably pissed if she heard this. She probably don't listen to this. Uh, Bonnie if that was little Bonnie Bella up there, you know giving that slappy poppy to somebody while they was doing the interview. You know, would that be okay? Like, yeah. would you be okay with that? Right. Like, you have daughters. Yeah, now, granted, Jocelyn does show her breasts all up and through and her um, her pooty cat all up and through on uh, Jocelyn's cabaret, but that's different, though, because that's the show. But you want a whole interview just as a whole mess. So, you know... I did watch um the uncensored this morning. You guys don't have an average ride to work. So um I've been, you know, the shows that I don't get a chance to watch. Um, I think last night I watched uh Real uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and then Candy's uh Candy and the Gang. So I missed watching uncensored so i i watched it this morning as i was driving into work and it was a pretty decent unsung um he addressed um well he talked about you know how it was being raised by his dad i think he said it was six of them mm-hmm. um and basically his mama just pretty much left them and he stated you know it wasn't until um several years ago he actually um i guess he was still with jocelyn at the time, um, he said they were going to, he said it was Father's Day, actually. I think he said it was like his first Father's Day with Jocelyn. And, you know, she woke him up early that morning and said, come on, let's take a ride. And he said, um, basically, um, they were in the car because he said his mom was from Alabama. And the last thing, the last that they knew that she was back in Alabama. Mm. And so he said, basically, um, you know, as they were riding and riding and riding, um, he started seeing the signs for Alabama. And she must have, like, in a very rural area, he said that they ended up in a part of Alabama where there was no um, cell phone service. So I'm going to assume this was not Huntsville. Uh-uh. But they stated that they saw some kids, saw some people outside playing. They asked, do you know such and such and such, was, which was his mother, and they were able to take him directly to um, the mom's house. And he stated from there, they just, you know, developed this really, really good bond, bond, this strong relationship. And he stated that pretty much he talks to her every day. So he talked about that. He talked about the Grammys that he won with Puffy, that type of thing. So it was a decent uncensored. So like mm-hmm. I said, you know, she got her, you know, she did her job. She had a job to do. She did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might was... not, everybody may not have agreed, agreed with the way she did it, but she mm-hmm. did do her job. Um, you know, again, like I said, I don't think that I would have ever allowed, you know, someone to disrespect me like that. Right, on your platform. Um, that, yeah, you know, had that been me. Um, so, 
again, like I said, but you guys know he's gonna always find a way to create a moment. Exactly. And by any means necessary. Um, and then so Puffy, like we mentioned last week, we talked about Freddie P, how he was messing with his mental health after the um viral clips of the Making the Man two episodes started coming back up where they was doing the walk across on uh, Brooklyn Bridge go to uh Junior's Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Um on uh, with the band. So Diddy after we did that show, so that was last week. So on March seventh, Diddy posted, um, stop all your crying, bitching and moaning, hustle harder or get the fuck out of the way, quote unquote. Um, by love, you know, that's his new name, love, whatever. So you call it your name, love, and he captioned it, No ego, just hustle. But, nigga, well, you know, he ignorant, right? Ignorance, fuck. and so now apparently Mace got a diss song towards him, but that has I don't think that has come out yet, or it's just now getting ready to come out or something like that later on today. Mace or got t- a diss song towards who, Freddie P? No, it's towards Diddy, you know, of course, Diddy stole her oh, money too. Okay. Okay, you know. that's who I thought of. What I was remembering, yeah. Like, I know they had kissed and made up, or what the case may be. You know, they do every few years, so well, you know. maybe, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, maybe Mesa, you know, how Freddie P out, maybe don't Mesa the label. You know what? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out do Mesa still have his churches? You know, maybe Freddie P can then, you know, employ him as a deacon or a trustee, or, yeah, be a youth minister know. or something, the music ministry of music or something like that, you know. <laughs> Do with them. Yeah. <laughs> but um speaking of music ministry, so um real quick, um uh, Kanye West, of course we talked about him last week as well. He's upset at Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yes, because they couldn't go to Sunday service on the kids and he did a whole prayer on Instagram. I'm not even gonna play it because I'm gonna you're not gonna um play with God like that, Kanye. But saying the whole prayer on IG um, with his whole black outfit saying um, God please let um, these kids come to my Sunday service he, please let my children come to Sunday service at 10am on Sunday so you give them the proper time so that y'all can tune in at the same damn time but like we said on the show we love Kanye but you gotta call it out how you call it and he basically said, um, posted a tweet that said I'm not a tweet but an Instagram post with the North backpack with three pins on it. There's a Kim Kardashian pin, but it's a brown woman, so I'm not sure that's Kim Kardashian or some other black woman. There's an alien face and Kanye's face. And he said, this was on my daughter's backpack when I was allowed, quote-unquote, to see her last week. This is why I go so hard for my family. I am wired to protect my family at all costs. As the priest of my home, don't worry, Northy, God is still alive. But then Kim Kardashian commented back and said, um... Basically, Kanye stopped lying. Um, yeah, you just like, saw him this morning. Paint, yeah, stop trying to paint this narrative like I'm, you know, withholding the children from you and keeping them from you. Yeah, and so now, um, there was uh, Pete Davidson showing text messages that he sends to Kanye. Like, look, I'm going through mental health as well and stuff like that. And but you're not gonna keep threatening me. I let it go on too long now. But you're not gonna keep trying to talk to me crazy in these streets. And so now he had the whole situation where he just calling out, you know, let's Pete. Da- he calls Pete Davidson skeet. Um, and Pete's putting the message down in bed with your wife. So that was a little clap back, a little shyler, but you know, it is what it is. And so Kanye now posted this new tweet an hour ago. Okay. Okay. Magazine. What do you mean? Wild claims. My kids are not allowed to go to Sunday service yesterday. And there's multiple times where the schedules were changed last minute, which alienated me as a parent which is illegal. Thank God my family has been broken. 
My name has been dragged and dropped. The boyfriend been trying to play with me since SNL skits. I was called a stalker by random has-beens. There's multiple attempts to gaslight me. Skeet called me, called this legally single person my wife. I'm not ramped up. I'm successfully avoided doing anything that would give them reason to put a restraining order on me. She think it's funny to try to drive me over the edge, but I didn't let them. Y'all can't judge my state of well-being based on the amount of time I leave an Instagram post up on me using my platform to ensure that I stay consistent in my children's lives. As a lot of baby mamas play like this across the world, but nobody finna play with me or my children. I know that Kim and Skeet are pawns in a bigger game. Lord forgive them. I made those videos because she ignored my text about bringing my children to church, then had her boyfriend text me and brag about being in bed with my wife, then tell me he could help me. <laughs> this is some drama here. Yeah, and DL, he, he talking about he's going to get the people on DL, and DL, he would clap back like, look, tell them same people to tell you to get your meds from the CVS with like Kelly Price in the parking lot. Like, like, yeah, because he basically yeah, he was like, you know, basically you are stalking her, you are harassing you know, Kim Kardashian and you have no right to do so, like that just made me live her life um, and so that's when he went in on DL Hughesley, mm-hmm. so they've been having you know, some back and forth stuff go on, but you know, again I love Kanye <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hate this for him yeah so uh, again, we we're gonna see what happens on the next episode because this was just an hour ago. So we we shall see what happens next um, time around in the ventures of Kim and Kanye on social media. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick too. So Ryan Coogler, who y'all know is the um, director of movies like Creed, of course Black Panther, most famously, and shout out to us when we did the FNL um, Black Panther Day. That seemed like years ago now. That was a long ass time ago. Yeah, yeah. But Ryan Coogler, he was um I and... got all those um sponsored tickets and still ain't getting no check, but go ahead. I oh didn't put a <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> okay, not for you. So um Ryan Coogler <laughs> um was um uh, detained by Atlanta police last month at uh, Atlanta Bank of America because they're shooting Black Panther one Wakanda forever there in Atlanta. So the story it didn't just come out until recently. But Ryan Coogler um, was briefly handcuffed and detained by the police after he was mistaken for a bank robber while he was withdrawing money from his own account. So he's 35 years old. He entered the Bank of America in upscale neighborhood of Bank uh, Buckhead on January 7th. And he passed a, um, the bank teller a withdrawal slip with a note on the back asking her to be discreet when handling him cash. So he also was trying to withdraw $12,000 in cash of his own money. And he had his ID card from California and his Bank of America account card with them. So he put the money, I mean, he put the card in the, you know, when you go to the bank, they, you put your card in the little machine, enter yeah. your PIN number, give your ID. Of course, it's still COVID in these streets. Atlanta can be open as it want to, but hell, I'm still going to wear my mask in Atlanta because they still nasty in these streets. So he had his mask on. He had some glasses on, but he had a hat on. So, I mean, at the same time, do you think a bank robber is going to put their PIN number in the machine and then... Yeah, that's what I'm just confused about because he followed all of the steps. Like you said, that's the same thing I do when I go to Navy Federal. They say, hi, may I help you? I walk up to the teller. They have a little machine there. I stick my um, I stick my chip um, into the card reader. I put my PIN number in 
And then, you know, I say, you know, I either make need to make a deposit or I either need to make a withdrawal mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I'm confused as how he did all of the stuff. And um, they still end up calling the police. The young lady, the teller, thought that he was trying to rob the place. Now, she was black. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't necessarily say that this was, um, you know, Let's get it real white woman. Yeah, because yeah. she was black now. I don't know if this was her second or third day and she didn't get all the training. Um, what was going on with her? But they did. Um, she called the police and they did arrest him. And he stated that he wanted the $12,000 out of his own account. Right. So, again, like I said, he followed all of the steps. I, but I do think he wrote it. I think he wrote he wrote a note on the uh, withdrawal slip. But, yeah. again, he still followed all the, slip, the steps. And it wasn't like, give me all your money that you have on hand. Like, it yeah. didn't say any of that. It stated, I want to withdraw $12,000 out of my own account. And I want to be discreet about it. Basically, was the just of the note. So, I don't know how she got bank robber stick them up, you know, hold your hands up. This is a stick up out of that note. I don't understand that whatsoever. And I hate to compare, but then, you know, I don't know if you saw um, this week's episode of Love at the Lockup, how that white man went in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went into that grocery, that bank in the grocery store, flirted with that white woman, that Taylor wrote that note stating that um, basically after he flirted with the white woman and then wrote that note on that, that bank that basically said, give me all of your money that mm-hmm. you have on hand. And he, you know, at least was able to even walk out the goddamn bank. Yes. Like, you actually robbed the bank and you was able to get away until you got caught. Like, I don't understand none of that. Right. And like you, and like we're saying too, so the young teller who may have been the first day or something like that, she get the manager so the manager is supposed to and i've talked to people who works at bank and they say basically you're supposed to as manager just go to the front and verify just make sure that everything is going okay before you go any further of calling the police and stuff like that because again we're still in 2022 kind of world where black men are still going to get pressured by the police and killed by the police for Un- misunderstandings yeah, basically otherwise. right yeah. and because the police also detained it was a uh, female and a male passenger and uh, the male driver of the black Lexus SUV that was parked in front of the engine on that was um, they were waiting for cooler so they were basically making it seem like it was the getaway car because the engine was running so now they detained them because of that and so Ryan you know pretty much did this video too uh, this is called on camera have you ever had something like this happen? Am I ever going to arrest you? No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, what? Listen to what he's saying. Have Listen. you ever... No, I am listening. Okay. Have you ever considered speaking to them about what it is you're trying to do prior to going... Uh, so, so, can I explain something to you, bro? Yeah. I went to CVS out here the other day to get a vaccine. I came outside and somebody was smoking. In the, in the, in the, in the parking lot. You understand what I'm saying? I was getting a vaccine. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck around out here, bro. Like, I'm not saying out loud how much money I'm taking. Them. That's, that's why I'm writing down. I'm not, not talking about speaking to somebody like that. I'm saying, hey, can I speak to a manager in an office somewhere? Have you ever considered doing something? I'm going to consider it
So, so, so y'all explaining y'all perspective, right? Yeah. Y'all the ones with guns and vests. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what's, what's my perspective? What's my perspective? I don't know. At the, at, the, at, the, at the bank, she never said it was a fucking problem, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like I, 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 I said, hey, is that going to be okay with you? She said, yeah. I put my own car in. Put my own pin in. She asked to see my ID. I gave it to her. Yeah. And she goes in the back. And I'm waiting for the, for, for the, and then the people keep coming out. Hey, they taking care of you. They taking care of you. Everything's yeah. okay. You know, it's no, yeah. taking a little while. Next thing I, I hear fucking Glocks. Yeah. I hear Glocks getting hear pulled out. That's what I hear. hear I hear Glocks getting pulled out from unholstering. Mm -hmm. Hey, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you, so you, you see my perspective. So, yeah. Baby girl wasn't trained right or something. The manager did wrong. The manager did apologize, though. But is that really enough, though? Because this Ryan could have been shot up or something because of misunderstanding. Yeah, it just could have went left, you right. know, really, really quickly. Um, so we're glad that it didn't. But bitch, if it ain't your first day, but you need a couple of days in the street. Now I know which means that you need to be suspended. Need to read up on the policies and procedures. Yes, or you know either. You know, I'm I'm not a, a fan of, of telling anybody that they need to lose their job a bit. If it won't your first day, then yeah, you need a couple of days in the street to read up on the policies and procedures. Right, because you know me, I would have wrote an email real quick. And Ryan was just trying to get money to draw. He withdrew the large amount of sum of money to pay a medical assistant who works for him, but prefers to be paid in cash. So he was, you know, pretty much paying okay, for someone's yeah, livelihood. Look pay? now, but okay. you know, but but the fact is, you know, baby girl, you know, these new little kids nowadays, you know, they probably just now watching set it off for the first time. So when they saw um Vivica A. Fox Frankie character, Frankie, blow up the bank. Huh. Frankie gonna blow up the bank. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, remember Frankie got fired for not knowing the uh, procedures when that the um do what is the procedure when the gun is <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm sitting here the whole time thinking about um set it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
we I think I was meeting my husband and Jaden for dinner and I end up they were at home so I think I came from work so they I got to um I think we were going to California Pizza Kitchen and so I got to the restaurant before they did so I was like you know what let me run over here to the Capital One Cafe and um pay my Capital One um bill real quick Mm. yeah paid it that Friday and the shit never posted. I gave it the Monday. I was like, oh yeah, no. And the girl was like, oh, I remember when you came in here. Mm. <laughs> so, just Ryan, you might want to go ahead and switch from that bank real quick. Um, now, moving on real quick to Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon, we actually was talking about this last week. We were talking about people in their new talk shows that's coming up this daytime fall schedule. Nick Cannon show. I think I probably said that I don't think a show going to make it, and it's not. Raise your hand if you was like me and surprised that he even had a show. I didn't know Look, that was no TV show, but like I don't even know what time it comes on. Yeah, it's been canceled now. To my understanding, um, the ratings were very poor, um, and then they, I guess, are canceling his show to make way for the Jennifer Hudson show yeah. that's supposed to be coming on um, in the fall. Now, mm-hmm. here's a couple of different things um, about this whole scenario with Nick and this show. So, apparently, I'm hearing two different things. I'm hearing that they have enough episodes to go ahead and carry out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm hearing that they don't. I'm hearing the other, the flip side to that is I'm hearing that the show is going to stop abruptly. Then, to my understanding, the people that worked on the show found out just like we found out mm-hmm. online. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, I heard with the show stopping abruptly, they were going to go ahead and give the workers, everyone that worked on the show, like um, a severance package. Then I heard um, basically that they are going to um, because there are enough episodes to carry out to the end of the season, the workers will continue to get paid. So I've heard two different things, but you know, Nick Cannon did speak out um, about the show canceling and or the show being canceled, and he basically stated that it is part of um, show business. Pretty much, you win some, you lose some. You know, he stated that he had a good run; it was fun while it lasted. Um, you know, he stated that, you know, he got up every day, um, putting in that work, putting in that hustle, putting in that grind to deliver a really good show, but they just weren't able, you know, to, to sustain and do the numbers that they thought they were going to do. So, you know, basically it was what it was, mm-hmm. you know, but he is, is not going to go lacking. Um, you guys know that while and out is back on for a new season. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's posting that old simple ass, <laughs> the mad singer. That is the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yes, of course you got that. And, you know, he got another baby on the way. Yeah, and Candy, we love you, but your whole character up there, that was strange. It was scary. It was spooky ooky. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't understand. And then I guess this season, um aren't these aren't these people supposed to like these characters supposed to be like animals? Yeah, like animals are like weird. Yeah, <laughs> nothing is yeah, don't nobody want to see no possum up here singing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and those two are right up here rocking. <laughs> Anybody gonna see that? That is foolish. But apparently, it's been working because the it's the family yeah, strike. Yeah, 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 right. Yes. And like but, I told you, that the only one I remember, I remember Candy. Mm-hmm. Then, like I said, it was spooky ooky, and I remember Gladys Knight <laughs> dressed up like that bee. That was bizarre. Yes. <laughs> and I forgot what Dion work was, but she was something up there too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Nick, maybe he'll have time to see his kids. You know, he got all these kids. Remember, he tried to get Mariah back Valentine's Day, releasing that song, sampling her own song. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Nick is just all over the place. Press Nick Cannon. He he going through something. He got an early midlife yeah, crisis or something. He, yeah, remember, he was one time on that Kanye West we should see what's going on with Nicholas um, but then so we're on the block is that the real is getting kicked to the curb as well now um, Garcelle aka Fancy is saying that you know while she getting her Bravo check she could care less to be honest but she's saying right now that, um, it's just rumors it's just a rumor yeah she heard that it's been canceled just yet but I said well she can't last way longer than I'm not for this circle so yeah. y'all, did, y'all did something right yes but, um, <laughs> I don't do people even still watch the real and that's the thing so I watch it here and there on YouTube though cause again I don't know what time to come on the daytime I'm at work but we're watching on YouTube just to see like little clips and stuff like that. I remember when Jeannie Mai was trying to show her and Jeezy's baby and her update. Mm-hmm. So I was watching because of that. I was interested in that because if y'all remember the first season of um, The Real, she didn't want no kids. She was married to that white man, Freddie. They got she divorced because he was out here. She would never have any children. Right. Yeah. He was out here creeping in the streets. So now that she met Jeezy, who she met on The Real interviewing him, and they were dating, get married, now have this baby. So I was watching for that journey aspect of it. I could care less yeah. of it because since Tamara left, I ain't really. Yeah, like I said, the biggest, um, the last like major episode that I remember is when they had the whole baby shower for her. Yeah, and then um, the other one before that, and that. <laughs> oh my god! I watched the uh, Black Eat Crew, and the... <laughs> did you see the girl fall off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's supposed to be a rapper and Teddy is supposed to be producer. Look now. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> the, um, the other like major episode I remember and I didn't really, I saw clips on YouTube is when they interviewed um, Nicki Minaj's uh, husband. The accuser. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only two like shows that I remember and I didn't watch um like that whole baby shower episode either I just saw a couple of clips here and there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But you know, those were the only two things that I recently remember, you know, from the real and the fact that Garcel um Garcel Bouvier, you know, was on and I'm like, God damn, you just kind of got your you know, got your foot in the door, got got in good on the real. Yeah. But like you said, you know, she states that it's just a room ain't nobody tell her nothing about the show being canceled. But um yeah, and they also say that that show is being canceled. The rumor is it's being canceled due to poor ratings. Mm-hmm. So we, we shall see what happens with that too in the next few weeks because May is when everyone starts knowing the fate of all this shit. So we shall see what goes down. Now, speaking of Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, 
um, part two reunion came on. Now, Jen Shaw, first off, why are you out here trying to sell merch? You just like Jesse, talking about I'm innocent and all this stuff and selling merch and t-shirts. Print yeah, t-shirt coming online. Jen yeah, free Jen Shaw. Yeah, like I... Girl. <laughs> so, last night was the third part, the third and final part of the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. They bought the husbands on um, Meredith's husband. Um, what is his name? It starts with an S. I don't know why I want to call him Stan. <laughs> well, I feel like that is an That does come to not, me. And it's not Snyder. I can't think of his name, but anyway, he, um, I guess due to COVID-19, he joined them by uh, via satellite, but um, racist-ass Jenny, uh. her husband Dewey was up there. Um, who else? Uh, of course, um, Lisa's husband was up there, and um, Jen Shaw's husband, Coach Shaw, he was mm-hmm. up there, and then uh, Whitney's ugly ass husband <laughs> was up there as well. So a lot of the questions pretty much pertain to Jen, mm-hmm. and um, you know he was ask- asking, um, you know, Coach, basically like. What was your initial reaction? Basically, one of the questions. Did you see it? I missed it. Uh-uh. Okay, he started off asking him. So basically, because they thought, I guess, what the viewers also thought was this whole, you know, coach being in the hospital and Jane having right. to abruptly um, get out their sprinter mm-hmm. um, was because. Um, basically all of this was playing and the coach really wasn't sick mm-hmm. and he said that he actually was he said that he had been having some health problems um where he was actually having some rectal bleeding um and it mm-hmm. had become um really it had gotten really really bad and so he stated he was actually he actually was at the doctor getting checked out his assistant um, I'm like, well, how do your assistant coach need an assistant? Where they do that at? <laughs> but um, yeah, he stated that his assistant was with him, and he actually called Jen and told Jen, um, you know, that there were some things going on, you know, with the coach, and she just he just wanted to give her a phone call. So she stated that she was actually actually got off the sprinter and was gonna head over to. I guess the doctor's office or wherever he was. So that's why she said, you know, she said, oh my God, they're calling me, telling me something is wrong with Sharif. So he states that after his assistant hung up with um, Jen, a couple of minutes later, he got the phone call stating basically Homeland Security is at your house looking for your wife. So he said when he went home, he goes home to find, you know, the gun the guns drawn on his son and um, you know, his nephew, his nephew's wife and their children. Um and so basically, you know, in a nutshell, that that was nothing that was made up, you know, as part as part of their story. You know, those things actually did happen and it happened in that sequence. Um, but still, still kind of explain why Jen was okay. <laughs> and so she was stating that basically she was, and then she stated that she was in her car and she was on her way, like I said, to to the doctor's office 
to meet Coach Shaw, and she said she probably had been driving like 20 minutes, and then that's when she got pulled over by Homeland Security. She states that they basically told her, you know, you need to come with us to the courthouse. Now, I ain't never known for you to get arrested and be taken straight to the courthouse. Right. Sounded crazy, but she says that basically they arrested her, read her, read her her Miranda rights, and then took her down to the courthouse and basically stated that we will explain more to you once you get to the courthouse. Um, so she states that she didn't know anything about Homeland Security being at her home, um, anything about her children having the um, guns drawn on them until she actually was released um, later that evening. Or later that night when she got home. So another question that Andy pretty much asked her was, um, well, as Sharif was like, okay, had you ever questioned, you know, where where was she getting all this money? Like, mm-hmm. did you ever question that at all? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he stated no because his wife had been working for over 20 years. And she had done different things throughout her um, lifetime of working and had, you know, owned various businesses. And so he stated, um, you know, and the things that, you know, we see on TV, the purses, the shoes, the clothes are an accumulation of things over the years. It's not like those things are all coming in new right then and there. He states that those things that you see are an accumulation of things over the last, you know, couple, you know, over the last, you know, over the years that she's been working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so of course, I mean, you know, he said, I guess if you ain't Tasha K, her husband, you know, right. he said, I guess what, what any other husband would say, he won't go throw her under the bus. Yeah. You know, he won't go say, well, yeah, I questioned her every day and, and didn't understand when we were getting all this money, you know, to pay for different things. You know, he they talk about the rented house. Huh? They talk about the rented house. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, she's, you know, tried to spin this narrative. Well, I shouldn't say spin this narrative, but she kept stating, you know, she didn't understand why she was being questioned. Is it because, you know, she was brown and her okay, husband now. was black? She stated, um, you know, people were, you know, and I do remember everybody's been saying this. Again, how were you all, you know, bankrolling this lifestyle mm-hmm. that you all lived and your husband was not even a head coach. He was an assistant coach. Right. So she states, um, you know, Sharif was a lawyer for 13 years. Okay. He has like three different degrees. He's done a bunch of things, um, you know, over the years besides coaching, you know, although that's what he is now. He's done very um he's done various jobs that have been very profitable, um, you know, for the both of them. So um you know, again, she's stating that, you know, she's innocent until proven guilty. Um, you know, and those are the same same things that, you know, Coach was saying he's going to stick by her. You know, it's been very hard. He said it was disappointing to see the rest of the cast, you know, making comments and having all these sidebar conversations about her when he knew that she just needed a friend. Um, he says that there were days, you know, there, you know, there's pretty much de- pretty much on a daily basis. He sees her depressed, doesn't want to get out of the bed. Um, he states that, um, you know, he will have his son go into the room and say, you know, mommy, you know, I want breakfast. Can you fix me breakfast? And that'll prompt her to get up. 
you know, he says if he tells her to get up out of bed, you know, you need to get up, you need, you need to do something productive today, she won't do it. So they did talk about the two word. Um, they talked about the fact that he has pled guilty. And, you know, they were basically stating, doesn't this implicate you at this point? And so she's still stating that she hasn't done anything wrong. She knows she didn't do anything wrong. Um, so even if he has um, pled guilty, is is you know, she's basically going to go before the grand jury and fight this case. And that's, you know, pretty much what part three was about. They just kind of questioned her about that pretty much the whole time. The husbands weren't out there very long. Mm. So um, we definitely shall see now. Uh, Mary. We and her, yeah. And her um, trial is set to actually um, start next week. On right, March, next week. Yeah. The 22nd. Um, that's what, next Tuesday? Next Tuesday. I know because one of my credit card bills is due on the 21st, which is Monday. Yes. So it starts on the 22nd. So we shall see. So she stated that she didn't know. Um, that was the other thing Andy was asking her. Did she know basically the amount of time she was looking at? She stated no. And so she was like, well, you haven't, he stated, you haven't discussed any of that with your attorney. <laughs> and he said, you know, she was like, you know, well, it's not like the attorneys call me and say, hey, girl, this is what's going on. Gotta, gotta, gotta. But I would still think that would be one of the first conversations yeah. while we have is what you guys are looking at, the, the maximum, you know, and minimum you know, years of sentencing if you're found guilty. But, um, you know, we shall see. What were you going to say about Miss Mary? Right. Because uh, Mary deserves her justice at this point. She needs her own segment, her own reunion special. We need some acknowledgement of what Jen did or Jenny. So, it's, these, these were interesting next season, though, I will say that for sure. Yeah, since Jenny's so no longer there. Yeah, and um, Andy did ask her, you know, do you plan to be right here in this seat for the season three reunion? And she said she wouldn't have it any other way. She definitely would be there. <laughs> I said, okay, to be with you guys. You're right. So you thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But another show I did catch up on was Candy and the Gang. I was a little adamant about watching it because Candy. I like Candy. I will say I like Candy. Sometimes her spinoffs be a little... Eh. Like, I could do two episodes, but other than that, I'd be like, eh. But it's like the black version of Vanderpump Pump, Pump Rule, like we told y'all last week. Candy and Gang yeah, is basically and, her. Yeah, and people are also stating that this show gives them that hustle and um, hustle and uh, what was that? Hustle and soul. Oh, yeah, from We TV, our favorite show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it also kind of gives them that vibe. So it's like a newer version. Yes. Of that. But yes, Miss Candy and her gang, they are some interesting characters. Now, I didn't get everybody's name. I just know old Philip. Philip is, um, he reminds me of myself. Um, <laughs> I think Philip, you know, takes himself way too seriously. I am like that. Um, and I think that was kind of the bump in the, the, the bump in the road uh, with me. And when I took this new job in my staff, <laughs> like they still can't send me to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because again, you know, I'm a no nonsense. I don't do all that playing. That mm-hmm. you, you here for a job. You do all that other shit that carry on 
once you get outside of work, you know, you hit a yes. provider service. And so that's what the expectation is. Philip reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so pretty much like you said, the um candy coated or I say candy coated candy in the game goes around um revolves around all the waiters and hosters and everyone at old lady game. Um you remember you told your old lady game be on some bullshit in the streets allegedly. Um, not allegedly because from real people reviewing the restaurants and they say, you know, the foods here and this and that. So they do reference that on the show how, you know, it's roaches in the kitchen. They felt inspection a few times and this, that, and the other. Now, remember, even before I saw tonight's, uh, yesterday's episode, I remember someone was mentioning that um, they charge for parking. So now I see why they charge for parking because the damn nephew or god cousin or god son is the head person of char- charging for parking in the parking lot and they charge ten dollars for parking. Yeah, and um and I guess that is a and that's a legal thing um in Atlanta mm-hmm. apparently because you know the Lamisia they charge you for parking, you know, to go in there as well. I think they charge twenty dollars right at the Lamisia. Mm-hmm. So you know that is a real thing. It is a legal thing. Um so yeah, we did see last night where um he was I think they were paying ten dollars to park. Yeah. But got that so, nice ass apartment. So I'm not sure the other cousin Melvin is supplying the funds for that apartment because ten dollars for a parking head. I'm pretty sure you gotta pay that back to the uh, parking lot unless, you know, I don't know what they're doing out there in these streets, but that's nice as a little apartment though. The, but they live above the candy coated uh or the LG building, right? Yeah, somewhere in the vicinity. Well, they live across the gate because they said that the yeah, gate he copped the gate. Jumped the, yeah, jumped the mm. gate and they right there at OLG. Now, I know, now, that I know that Melvin ain't jumping no <laughs> gate. He is not jumping no <laughs> gate. Um, the Patrick, maybe, but yeah, Melvin yeah. ain't jumping nothing. No, um, and Melvin is um, Bertha's grandson. Uh-huh. Um, and well, Patrick. I guess it's on Bertha's grandson as well because yeah. he, they said that their their um, the, um mom and they, yeah, his mom, mom and the other dad, dad their brothers yeah, yeah. siblings yeah mm-hmm. I think um Melvin's dad is it's Patrick's um, mom's sister yeah and so brother Melvin's, mm-hmm. yeah Melvin's dad is um Bertha's um uh, Bertha's son. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Melvin's mom is Bertha's um, Bertha's daughter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they got they got some interesting characters. They have the young lady that um actually is the bartender slash dancer. She yeah, says, Dom um, or Dominique. Yeah, and she fucking yeah, on the and manager. Spell, and don't she spell it Dom Unique? Yeah, with the okay. yeah <laughs> yeah. So she actually has danced for um, Meg, Meg Thee Stallion. She says her lifelong dream is to dance, to dance for, 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 yeah, for Beyonce. But she says, you know, the beauty of her job is that she can go on these tours and dance. And then so she can stay away for six, you know, six to eight weeks and then come back up came back on in the uh, restaurant, you know, get this bar money, you know, slaying these drinks and pick up, you know, just like she never left. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going on with her, like you said, and she fucking on um, the temporary manager. Is his name Brian? Brian or Brian was started to be. <laughs> yeah, starts with the B. Um, and I'm not too invested have... yet in their names, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, and then you have one of the hosts, one of the hosts, um, I guess he was hosting over at Blaze, and then they asked him to come and work with Shandrika, I guess that's her name, Uh um, the host at... (laughs) <laughs> over there at OLG that she states that the people at Dale said the family dollar is getting paid $17.50 and she said Katie is paying her $12 so she ain't even paying her in Trident Labs right now did um, Phaedra and that uh, client tell y'all a long time ago that Katie don't be paying <laughs> <laughs> well Phaedra said they were the legal pay to be yes. the new bath and basically said that Phaedra that uh, Katie paid them for two dollars and ten cents an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Shandrika got a bit of an attitude. They said they is always Google reviews about her and her nasty yes. attitude. Um, yes. But wait a minute, when the lights, did you see the first episode when the lights went off and the boss uh, said, well, man, y'all about the boss said, I don't even want to be here when the lights are on. With the lights on. are on, you're and right. You know, damn well, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use the flashlights off the phone in the restaurant. They don't got no damn generator. Restaurant been open for how long? Y'all investing on a generator? That's okay, man. Time, because he used all the money and got that trucking business. Because I watched that what um watch what watch what happens now. And they one of the questions a Carla called in and asked Candy what was like one of the things, you know, because he's so well, you know, well to do. Mm-hmm. What was one of um what was something that you invested in that was a regret for you? You know, something that you feel like was a waste of money. And she stated, you know, they bought some trucks. Um, Ty had this big grand idea to go into the trucking business. So they invested in a couple of trucks. And so it made me look right outside my door. Did I send you the picture of the trucks yeah, that we got? the nature's own bread. Um... Oh. <laughs> It may be the right outside my bedroom window and look at that truck that we have parked outside of our um our house right now. And when I got home today, my husband, poor boy, I should not even tell nobody this. So my husband <laughs> bought that truck because he was going to go into or he's actually getting into the business of um <laughs> Not necessarily a trucking business, but he's getting into he's he's opening up a delivery business. So basically, where he delivers, he has this truck, and he is going to be delivering like furniture. So he's getting contracts with Value City, Haynes, uh, Haynes, um, various furniture companies, and then you know staples to drop off supplies and office furniture and stuff like that. So, um, I should not even be saying this, but you know my husband bought that truck and didn't have no keys. Okay. <laughs> and the truck don't work. All right, so when now. I got home from work today, he's talking about, yeah, um, I got the keys today. I said, oh, okay. And he's talking about um he it need a it, he didn't want it. He said he tried to start it. It went turnover all the way. But there's a couple of things that he gonna go down to the um to the uh junkyard, yeah, um, and, and try to go get tomorrow. And so, when I pulled up, you know, we have a lot of cars here, we have like a total of five cars. So, we have um, my husband has a, uh, the Mercedes in the garage that he does not drive, then he has a Mercedes that he does drive, then I have my truck, and then a little you know, Mercedes that I drive, and then we have uh, my other BMW in the 
in the um, driveway. So he said to me, um, so I've been parking my little Mercedes that I drive back and forth to work. I've been parking it in front of the truck. And so I told him, I said, well, you know, when I pulled up today, I said I had noticed, I had noticed, you know, we've had that truck for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. I was like, that truck doesn't even have, I said, do you know the rest, um, the inspector sticker is expired on that truck? That truck has not been inspected since June of 2018. Okay. <laughs> So I was like, listen, for one, I'm scared that there's somebody's going to call the HOA or oh, yeah, about having a big ass truck parked out there. And then, um, you know, it's parked in front of our house, but it's also like kind of our neighbors, like our neighbors next door. You know, they can also see it. It's the first thing they see when they walk out their front door as well. So mm. I'm like, okay, get this truck on the road, do what you're going to do with it, get these contracts and get that ready. But when she said that, that I had this bright idea to invest in the trucking company, I got up out the bed and I looked <laughs> right out there blind and looked at that damn truck and they're sitting out there that makes its own truck with the little black boy and white boy in the, in the thing over it. <laughs> oh, that's that made you to get out the bed and look out your own window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truck out here. <laughs> Don't work here. He says, I'm getting two more. Okay. Two more. Okay. I need a whole garage at this point. Yeah. I was like, you need to house it somewhere else. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm going to come home from work while we at work. And, um, you know, they, <laughs> they try the police go have something on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. You know, because it. Because I don't know, because it doesn't have a regular license plate on it. It has one of those um truck license plates. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, yeah, I don't want to pay no fines to the county over this goddamn truck. Yes. <laughs> but getting back to Candy and the gang. So <laughs> let's see who else is up there. They got the girl Shandrika, the guy that came over from Blaze. Then they got another guy. I can't think of his name. Going I don't know why <laughs> they make the they make they the, the, soul, problem. the soul roll. Yeah, and make the soul roll. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, they didn't buy him back. Uh, he up there promoting his own business while he's working in um in OLG. Yes. Then they got the guy. I don't know if I want to. I don't know why I want to call his his. I don't know his name. Won't Titus. Um, killing the tour. Oh, his name is Torrin. Torrin. Yeah. So he stated that he, he pretty much the event planner. Yeah, at one point in time, and then he I don't, I don't know if he was a server or what it was, but he went from serving to um hosting events. You know, I think he said on Friday night. Friday nights, then they kept adding more stuff and adding more stuff on him. And he said he just got stressed out and worked the entire fuck out. So <laughs> they didn't ask him to come back and hold these open mic nights and, and do these events again. Then, of course, we have the OLG ladies themselves, uh, Mama George, um, Bertha, and that Nora. Yeah, um, now Nora and that cousin, or, or that niece Kim, that was got into it at the end. 
I ain't said this was that about motherfucking restaurant. She could say that motherfucking restaurant, couldn't she? I never told you this was none of my motherfucking restaurant. Mama Joyce, yeah, I'm like, like come on now, y'all. This ain't my motherfucking restaurant. I said, how many times did she gonna say motherfucking restaurant? We could have played a drinking game. I was calling. Yes. I never told you this was none of my motherfucking restaurant. This ain't my motherfucking restaurant. I don't even know nothing in this motherfucking And <laughs> hey, I know mama just would go clean off. But when Nora went clean off too and they got up and trying to fight um, Kim, I said, okay, man. <laughs> like, aren't you, you the auntie? <laughs> and yeah, did went over there ate them chicken wings and subs. I said, who eat chicken wings and subs? Right, no sauce on the wings. Wings just as dry. I ain't seen no seasoning, no lemon um, pepper drop um, on it. Um, said this gonna be my this gonna be my, my breakfast in the water. Who <laughs> said what? Not taking leftovers. Yeah, who eat a, who eat chicken wings like I can't eat no um leftover chicken. Old ladies, <laughs> my grandma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It said, you know, it's it's cute for what it is, and we gonna we gonna keep on watching and can't put it so we have to view it every week, but you yeah, know, it's cute for what it is, so we shall see. Yes, now one shot I'm interested in seeing that's coming soon by uh, Long Chen herself, Natalie Nunn, is Bad Boys LA, which come on Zeus Network. <laughs> now I saw the trailer Sandy for Andrew it. Caldwell. Sister Art Mother Art uh, Andrea Caldwell is up there. You got Kurt Franklin, badass son up there. Um, you got uh, Christopher Miles from uh, Love Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah, who goes by Christopher Melange? Oh, oh, Miles, whatever his name is, Miles Melange, whoever he is. Um, and there's some other people up there too. Some funny looking people and some. Um, oh, where the money reside? He's up there. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we go with oh, oh, where the money was at. Where the money was at. I didn't know he was up there. Yes, that's him too. <laughs> and so I'm looking at the trailer, and I'm like, you know what? I'm here for the fuck shit. I don't know why. You see a different trailer than I saw because the only trailer that I saw was them get looked like they was in the desert and they was arguing on these cars. Now, is there a different trailer? Yeah, there's a super trailer. I got I got seen the super trailer when we finished, but okay, please do. Yes, because we're gonna have. Did you see Andrew Caldwell wear that wedding ring? Yes. (laughs) She won't stop. But basically, everyone to fight Kurt Franklin's son. So when I show you the trailer, you're gonna see everyone to fight Kurt Franklin's son. He getting shit with everybody. Um, it's it's a it's a lot. But I'm here for it. And I've been telling you, I've been watching Zeus Network a lot lately because of that damn Jocelyn's Cabaret, which I've been. I don't know. Oh, I know you gave me the password. So this is the app that I have to download. Yeah, yeah, download the app. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, but um, Zeus um. It's a damn it's, trip. Yeah, most of the most of the Zeus shows that I have seen, um, they've been uploaded to uh, YouTube. YouTube, so I've seen them there. But definitely, I will be um downloading this Zeus app so that I cannot, so that I will not miss an episode of episode of the Bad Boys Club. But I know where the money reside is up there. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know that's gonna be a fool. Yes, so you know when we have our um, that's not sure we have to watch on when it come on again. Let me see, bad boys. 
LA. So it premieres on Zeus Network on duh, 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 duh. Well damn, I don't say. But I think it's next week or something. I want yeah, I think it's, it's next it's week. Because I believe Chase in Atlanta um comes back on next week as well. Oh damn, so we got all the stuff to watch for. Okay. We yeah, so it premieres it. March twentieth. Yeah, March twentieth. Okay, so that's Sunday. Yeah, so I guess and that's gonna be after uh Jocelyn's Cabaret because Jocelyn's Cabaret come on at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's gonna be a mess, people. So make sure I watch that on Zeus Network, five dollars a month if you need to watch it, because they got all the ratchet foolishness up there. So that's the only place you can find all that fuck shit on there. Um so yeah, um What else is coming back? Oh, on this coming Saturday. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville mm-hmm. will be returning to the own network. So I'm not sure. So you guys know, like, there has been something with either Martel, Melanie, Marso, Tisha, Destiny, ever since this show wrapped. Like, mm-hmm. they have stayed on social media. So I don't know if this is just for the ratings or for you to watch the show. Um, even tonight, when I was getting ready for our show, I saw that Martel um, had pretty much made a post. Basically, I'm not going to read the whole post to sum it up. I did. Um, I read it, but pretty much to sum it up, basically, he was insinuating that Melanie has kept him away from his children for over 50 days. Um, He stated that, you know, she wants everybody to believe that he's this deadbeat dad and he doesn't do anything for his children. Um, He kind of stated that he wished that um, he hadn't gotten on the show because of the fact of the way it's of the way he's being portrayed he states that i guess two the two the two daughters not the baby daughter but the two middle girls the oldest girl mm. and i guess the the um the girl right before the baby the little girl right before the baby they recently had birthdays and he states you know there's never been a birthday um that they have missed and or that he has missed they've never had a birthday and he wasn't there he basically stated that you know i guess they celebrated the birthday with mail and she was doing all this posting on social media um he states that basically um you know when he finally got them um, when they were able to come to his house, his son was crying, saying how much he missed them, that, you know, they didn't like being away from him for that long. They had never been away from him for that long. So he was stating, you know, despite what, you know, Mel wants you to believe, he's definitely, his children are the most important things in his lives and he wouldn't have it any other way. Um, then apparently, I guess, Tisha and Destiny have... Um, I think are going into business. I don't not sure exactly what this business is, but it looks like they may be um, getting into some type of business venture together with each other. And now they look like they may be besties. Um, Then you guys, you know, a couple weeks before that, there was something with Marceau where this woman, there was a picture of his, did you see this? Yeah. Back and his shoulders um, going around. 
some woman, supposedly he was laying in the bed in a hotel seat with, I guess, a mistress. And she took a picture and um, sent it to a blogger. And the blogger put it out there. They have yet to kind of confirm whether or not this was truly uh, Marceau or not. Somebody stating that it's Martel. Mm. Um, so who knows? Right. But, you know, it's just been something with them. Um, every single like like season. I said, I don't know if this is yeah, since the season wrapped, I don't know if this is just to keep you interested so that you will come back and look at it. Um, then there was something one week where um the team was going around how um everybody unfollowed Martel on um Instagram except for Destiny. And then there's this narrative going around, you know, there's a part, you know, when they release the trailer, um, I guess Destiny and Mel were going back and forth because Mel was asking why was she still talking to Martel? And Destiny couldn't understand why Mel had such an issue with it. You guys know um, they introduced Destiny on the show as being Martel's friend first. And that is how he met. That is how she became friends with Melanie. Mm -hmm. But apparently um, the insinuation was that maybe Destiny and Martel was messing around. Everybody unfollowed him on Instagram. Um, Kimmy, Letitia, Marceau, um, everybody except for destiny um then you guys know there was um i guess on the show this season martel is going to release he's going to come out with his own wine mm -hmm. and so the guys all took a gas trip to atlanta and then this old crazy picture did you see that picture of them um, martel had a that all white it looked like um and then you guys know um not too long after they wrapped um Ariane Curry did her famous interview with Tasha K. So it has been something um one something happening pretty much every week with them. <laughs> yes. So I guess we'll all see it unfold we'll see everything unpacked um, starting on Saturday with mm -hmm. Love and Marriage Huntsville. So. Yes, we definitely shall see for sure. But yes, everyone. So uh, also on next Tuesday, the 22nd, Abbott Elementary is back after his three-week hiatus. So we'll see Abbott Elementary back on the air. And it's supposed yes. to be a good episode too because it's supposed to be an open house episode. And it's supposed to see Barbara's daughter who's supposed to cause some mess. And something else supposed to happen too that's supposed to be really good on the episode so can't wait for that to come on um so yeah we, we gotta see we got some good tv coming up next week you know it's about to get that springtime you know hopefully they all change our clocks spring forward you know it's getting lighter at late at night now so hopefully y'all change our clocks um, and then also, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah. Um, our, one of our favorite shows is back on Unexpected. Um, oh. and for for those of you who don't know, that's Ray <laughs> and I's favorite Sunday night show. Um, Unexpected comes on TLC, and it is about a bunch of teenagers. Basically, um, it's pretty much like Teen Mom, but it's on TLC, and it's about a bunch of um, teenagers that are that basically get pregnant, and you see the ins and outs of them trying to navigate parenthood, 
Um, some of them are still living under their parents' roof. They have parents that, you know, obviously are not in agreement with their teenage daughters and teenage sons being becoming parents. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really, really good show. Um, I didn't realize it was back on. I, ha- I happened to flip to TLC last night and it was on, but apparently it's been on since the first episode of the new season aired Um last Sunday I did not see yes last night's episode but I did watch this morning on on demand last week's episode so it's pretty good so Tara the girl that was dating the mixed boy apparently they got a house together and then right after they got this house she said initially things were going really really good for them when they right soon after they got this house and then recently I guess you know the boy started cheating Mm. Um, and now he's dating someone I think they said that lives in Texas and the girl may possibly possibly be pregnant mm. Um, but she's still they're still living together in the same house sleeping in the same bed having sex but he pretty much done left her to go to Texas to be with this other girl Um, hopefully she'll be finished college soon she stated that she left her school that was two hours away and came on back home, and she's going to school locally. Um, they got a new character up there, um, or new characters up there, new teen um, parents. Uh, basically, something was wrong with that whole mother. <laughs> um, she blamed the boy for getting her daughter pregnant. Well, your daughter fast ass <laughs> went to that boy's house, that boy's daddy house, and fucked him while his daddy was, was in the bathroom. Okay. So yeah, your daughter, you know, the boy ain't ain't solely to blame. Um and so but these kids they met online and they live an hour away from each other. And so due to COVID, they haven't really been able to see each other. So the episode the episode starts off with the mother um basically having her daughter's boyfriend, father to be um, and his dad, I guess he's being raised by his dad, um, come over to the house for a brunch so they can get to know them. His um, mother, excuse me, the boy say his mother has pretty much been in and out of his life since he was a teenager. He said the mother got diagnosed with cancer and then she got addicted to the painkillers that she was on for the cancer. And then I guess, you know, she started, I don't know if she started selling the selling the, the narcotics on the street and got caught up in some shit or she was doing anything on the street to get the narcotics. And so she's been in and out of jail and prison and stuff like that. But on the show, the mother is about to get out in the next two weeks. Um, so I'm thinking about this third episode, we're going to see the mother. Um, and so, of course, this girl's mother does not want her daughter back over at this boy's house. She don't trust um, the father, nor, you know, with this drug addict, you know, in and out of jail mama that the boy got. And then I think the rest of them are the, are the um, you know, same characters from last, um, from the last season. So... Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I got to catch up on that. Yes, yes. Now, so that was what we was watching with F, what we watching with F now. Now, before we go, I got to tell you also, at the beginning of the show, I did play um, LL Cool J's hit um, Sprung. So there was a viral tweet that went out on last Thursday, on last week, where um, someone had posted that. And it had to make you really think, too, but 
someone said that um if you look at um his videos, you look at um um uh, LL Cool J videos, you'll see that he pretty much um a little problematic, a little teeny bit in his videos. So one of the, um, the tweet actually said, let me pull it up here real quick. What did it say? What did it say? What did it say? Duh, 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 duh. All right, LL was ridiculous in every music video he was in. Just go look. So in Headsprung, in the video, he has the girl leg up playing the guitar on her leg. Shout out to your cousin, um, rest in peace, who's playing the air <laughs> Their guitar with their own AK. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and if y'all remember in um, LSG's um, Curious video, when he was on the football field running, he like strong armed some kid and like knocked them out the way. <laughs> y'all remember in the um, lounging video with Total on Jamaica Avenue, he pouring chocolate syrup all on some girl's leg. In one video, um, in the that movie, um, Deep Blue Sea, he was in that movie Deep Blue Sea. Remember, he was did a song for the soundtrack, and his hat was like a fin, like a shark fin. So he was in that video, come out the water. And one of the other videos, he was washing the girl's hair fully clothed. Y'all remember the doing the video? He's in the peep show with a whole fruit snack tray, a whole charcuterie board, and everything else under the sun in the video in the peep show room. Um. And so he basically reacted to all those moments in those videos. And here's what um, Todd Smith had to say. Well, Big Ellie, as y'all um, don't call him. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what he said. He broke his silence on the issues. He broke his silence. Oh, maybe he don't want to break his silence. <laughs> but pretty much he reacted on TikTok to all of the videos and everything that uh, people were saying. So he gave his input on why those moments happened in those videos and that he was a little unhinged. You know, he had a little, you know, he was just doing his thing. He was just, you know, just being LL, if you will. And so it was fun to look at and stuff like that and to go down memory lane, but it did make you think. He did have some crazy-ass moment in those videos. Time to break the silence. Yeah, I was definitely ridiculous. That's my goal. You know what I'm saying? I make my own rules. What was going on right here? Yo, playing the guitar on a young lady's leg. My father always said, when I asked him if he worked out, he said, the heaviest thing I lift is a leg. I always loved that. I, three girls, though. I should have had a whole band. You know what I'm saying? Drums and all that. LL poured chocolate syrup on the shorty kneecaps in broad daylight. Unhinged, chaotic behavior. Definitely was wilding. Um, although I always felt it should have been more chocolate. Maybe using a giant paintbrush or something and just really go in. You know what I'm saying? That's what okay. I would have did. You know, <laughs> now looking back, I should have went a little further with it. But yeah, it was unhinged. LL running his stiff arming, uh, stiff arming the shit out of a kid uh, in the LSG Curious Of course. Out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, man. <laughs> No favors. We don't do favoritism. You know, his hat is like a shark fin. Yeah, that's that's one of that's always been fun for me. You know, what I'm saying everybody knows. You know, my hat is like a shark fin. You know, you know, ball head and all that. You know, what I'm saying cutting through the concrete. You know, what I'm saying yeah, I love it. Shark week, baby. Love the sharks. That's what I do. Hat is like a shark fin. No question about it. You, you got to mention the morphing. I think this scene in Pink Cookies is crazy. Um, he gets a flat, middle of the street, hands the car keys to his homie, hops out on the hops on the bus. Yeah, I'm not sitting around waiting for that, the, the flat to get fixed. Man, I got places to go. I ain't too good for public transport. 
going on, man? I got to go, man. We rolling. Pink cookies, plastic bag. You know what I mean? You crush my belly. I love washing a woman's hair while fully clothed in the shower. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, I had to do that. You got to keep the everything. All the fragrances got to be nice. All the aromas have to be pleasant. Okay, what you know what is he talking about? No, <laughs> so he's talking about his videos. That he I mean, did. I know what he's talking about, but he's not like a whole fool. Yeah, yeah. Look. We, we let people get away with a lot of stuff and we look at these videos now I'm like you know what it make you really think shout out to the little kids to be making these little threats on social media now it could make us older people think like damn he was doing some wild shit in those videos <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have just took a paintbrush okay <laughs> right but um so yeah but everyone thank you all for tuning in to and wait a minute i do have a question for kelly clarkson okay so yeah the only question i have is now did her husband go and take a class from um (laughs) from kendu isaacs and yeah and i and listen shirley uh sherry shepherd her ex-husband Oh, yeah, and Kevin, oh, I mean, are they are they running the class scam one on one down to the local community college? Like, girl, you have to pay this ex husband and yours all of this money. Like, this does not make sense to me. But again, this is another prime example of you know these women that are well to do, very successful. You get mm-hmm. with these men that don't have anything, and then you know you don't have and, a prenup in place and all of that and, stuff, and play and, your manager. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, let them play your manager. So, like I said, I don't know if if Sherry Shepard, ex husband, and Ken Do and Kevin Hunter, if they is teaching a class scam and one on one down to the local community college, <laughs> and Kelly Clarkson husband was was uh, a straight A student in the class. I don't understand none of this. And then you know they say the word on the street is his daddy is uh, Reba McIntyre's ex husband, yeah, and he did the same thing to Reba McIntyre. Yeah, they. Uh... And family bloodline. That's how you introduce, um, you know that guy and and Kelly Clarkson. Look, but yeah, said the yeah the husband did the same thing to her. Look, Reba, now you my no lip, you know one of my favorite no lip people. But I'm not trying to. I'm trying to figure out why you set them up. You, you just as um, messy as who set up Sherry Shepard and um uh, that damn niece name. Yes, and now she's thriving in her best lesbian love life, but. Here goes single as hell. So Kelly Clarkson, she has to pay a monthly spousal's um monthly child support payment to uh her ex-husband now, Brandon Blackstock, for forty-five thousand dollars. They had two kids together, and she also has to make a one-time payment of one point three million and one hundred fifteen thousand dollars in monthly spousal support until January thirty-first, twenty twenty-four. And listen, and the way this whole child support is set up, you would think that he got custody of all these kids. She actually has custody. This is what she have to pay him. So when I guess he gets the kids on the weekend or however the custody agreement reads, because they are used to living a certain lifestyle, he has to be able to provide the lifestyle for them when they come to his home and then I guess he got their ranch I believe it was what in Montana yeah he got paid he living there paying rent paying her rent I was like chill listen he must have went down to the local community college and took them classes like I said that Kevin Hunter and Ken do and uh Sherry Shepard ex-husband teaching yeah so Kelly Clarkson she get to keep the multiple cars and the family pets like he get all their livestock on their farm. Child, that ain't that ain't nothing. Right, a little pet you can toss away like the, the Ricos. But um, 
but unlike unlike Mary though, Mary had to work to survive to pay that damn can't do because remember she rent, said she was dead broke. Money. Yeah, right. Remember she said she was break dead broke. She had to keep going on tour. And that's why she got all these acting jobs. I now know why she had to do all this stuff. Hell, now I'm not mad at her for doing that Burger King commercial. She got to do the Burger King commercial again to still pay off the monthly spousal support payments. Go by all means, chuckling job for some um, chicken wraps, um, Mary, because I don't blame you anymore. But you know, Kelly Clarkson, she got the Kelly Clarkson show. She got um, something else and something else and something else. She so she working. But damn, that's a lot to still she, pay. She don't have to. She right. don't know the choice. Right at this point. Keep making them white women happy, uh, Kelly Clarkson on daytime TV because yeah, I'm telling you, who your next husband don't make him your manager, right? Y'all better start learning from y'all lessons mm. and get somebody on your lattice, on on your la- <laughs> on your lattice, on your on your level, on you know, on your same status, right? Get somebody that's up there in the same status as you and on your level, right? And, and again, whatever you do, don't down. make him your motherfucking manager, right? Lessons learned, Kelly Clarkson. So um, mm. so anyway, shout out to Miss Independent. So um, so again, thank you for tuning in to FNL people. Uh, again, you catch us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, iHeart, Pandora. I don't even know Google's still around, but if they are Android listeners, you can listen on there too. If you don't have the other platforms, um, catch me, Mister Doc Mr. Doc on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Doc. On Instagram, the Doc Report on TikTok. I do TikTok sometimes here and there. Um, that takes up most of my day now, just watching TikTok videos. And um, catch Monique <laughs> at Bad News Doll with a Z, Bad News Doll nineteen eighty on Instagram and um, Cookie Love nineteen eighty on Twitter. And thank y'all for tuning in, everyone. We we'll check y'all next time on FNL. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Don't bust your heads with bottles. Use your words, people. Use your motherfucking words, okay? Yes, and y'all don't be too drunk on St. Patrick's Day coming up, y'all, because the cops are out here. I know. And this this St. Patrick's Day fall on a Saturday. I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. But watch yourself. Um, at the pubs, bright and early. Me too. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so y'all enjoy y'all the motherfucking block. <laughs> yes, wear my green on that. <laughs> but y'all enjoy yourselves, everyone. You have a good rest of y'all day and night. Peace. Good night. Thank you.